Hi everyone, this is Off Meta, a podcast about Star Wars, X-Wing, and anything I really care about. I'm Steven, aka Rathos, your host, and today I'm joined by Christopher Patrick. He's better known to the community of X-Wing as Crispy. Crispy is the lord of online play. He's the menace of the First Order. He's won large events and placed ninth overall at Worlds in 2023. Crispy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for that flattering introduction. I promise I'm not that good. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The the numbers would disagree with you. Um, <laughs> uh, well, okay, look, look, I, I think that you gained a lot of notoriety over the pandemic. Um, yes. Because you kind of dominated in that two-year window. Uh, granted, it was only, there were only online tournaments, and there's a lot of people who just refuse to, like, compete seriously in online play. Then that's not a that's not a discredit to to your achievements, but it's more of like the reality of like we we weren't playing with the whole community at that point, right? Um, and so like you know you can make the arguments that like oh you know he didn't play against everybody, and so it's a it's 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 an achievement, but like it's not like world, right? Well, you know you finished ninth at world, so like that's still pretty damn good, right? Um, yeah. And then, you know, if, if, uh, you know, if things turned out a little differently, you would have been in top eight as well. So like, it's not, it's like, it's not, I don't think anyone can really go and say like, oh, you're not good at the game because, or like that your achievements mean that doesn't, don't really mean anything. It's like, no, it's just, it's, it's endemic of a larger message, which is that, you know, don't mess with crispy. Right. Uh, Um, yeah. I mean. I mean, maybe it's just in my head that I'm not uh, as good of a player because I constantly have my sister and all my locals constantly telling me that I need to not get an ego this, uh, you know, this yeah, yeah, no. this fast. Well, so, I mean, you know, I played online and I really, you know, I started getting competitive online in that pandemic era because that was my first, the, like that was freshman year of college uh, was yeah. the first COVID year. And so basically all the social stuff was shut down. All the classes mm-hmm. were online. All the homework was online. So there was no reason for me to ever like leave my dorm unless mm-hmm. like to go get food. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just like after class, I would just hit up LFG and Hexiled or GSP or whatever it was. And I just, you know, grinded like, you know, five games a week, five, six games a week online. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you know, got into the tournament, started doing well. And then I really think I hit sort of that peak is right when the chaff bomber meta came out because yes. i ended up winning uh the he- the kyber season champ the kyber the hexile kyber championship kyber cup championship um and then i won two of the gsp galaxies in that same sort of points update as well yeah um, i mean and you I really think I won ruined in that time. like you really ruined uh you really ruined chaff for everybody once you yeah once you yeah, and, and proximity mines. I yes. I, I don't well, see those around anymore. Proxes were already like semi ruined in like 1.0, like a long time ago. Like they were already bad, and then you brought them back. It's like a like a like a reunion tour, and it was like it was like nobody asked for this. <laughs> um, I mean, the, yeah, it was. Yeah, sorry. I, I was just gonna say, like, it's probably one of the most devastating sort of meta lists that I've seen. I mean, I've. I've really only been playing competitively for a few years now. I like I I knew about the game and I played the game before the pandemic, but I never really took it like super serious. 
Uh, I remember, I remember uh, Quad Phantom. I remember Spam Tex. Um, but having having that chaff in two point five had that sort of feeling where it's just like you have to come to the objectives, and you're gonna have to run into the chaff, and you're gonna have to run into the bombs. Mm-hmm. And it's just very much, you know, hey, what can you do other than just joust and pray? Yeah. Um. Well, okay. So let me let's let's back up a little bit because actually I, I want to know because we're gonna come back to this. Don't 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 get me mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. We're definitely gonna come back to this. But I wanted to know when you so you started playing seriously, very seriously, um, when the pandemic hit. But how long were you playing before that happened? Um. So I got into the game. I want to say twenty eighteen, basically right as one was ending. Um. You know, just played at my store a few times. Uh, and then my, that's when, uh, so my family loves going to Gen Con. And so that would be like my one big X-Wing event where it's like, oh, I'm going to go to Gen Con outside of like my local store. And I'd go and I'd just get squashed by just, you know, everyone there. Um, and then I think, I think the, the first Gen Con that I played at was the one where the, um, 2.0 Reaper and the, the saw, the saws, uh, rebels were coming out. Yeah. So I end. So I played that one, uh, that one last 1.0 tournament, and then 2.0 came. Yeah. Uh, and then I just like swapped over. How was uh How was uh Saw in 1.0 for the for the for the month and a half that it was legal in 1.0 before everyone switched over to two? I don't remember Saw being as devastating as the Reapers because the small base Reapers were so so annoying to deal with oh that's right they were small bases they were they were small base and i remember getting crushed by like vader two like vader and two reapers um where it was just like man this feels so so silly and there's just not a lot i can do Mm -hmm. and they're just zipping around and i've never seen them before and they were just oh man (laughs) i mean 1.0 was something right yeah yeah um i mean yeah it definitely was i'm not gonna go too deep into this because i think of all almost in every single podcast episode where we've had a guest talk about 1.0 it's always been hey remember this really dumb thing uh i think i think the theme is like pretty evident uh if you're a player who's never played 1.0 it's okay don't look back it's uh it's fine we can keep we can move forward now um i Okay, so you started playing in 2.0, and then I guess 2.0 was only out for like a year and a half at that point, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe well, maybe just slightly less than two years, because we only had one real 2.0 world, which was 2019, right? Yeah. Um, if I cor- correctly remember that. And then and then we were like gearing up for 2023, 2020, and uh, as we were gearing up for the tournament season, pandemic hit, and then, and then you went into overdrive. Um, Pretty much, yeah. Did you feel was it um was it something specifically that drew you to be like oh let me just do this instead of grinding like you know 20 games of league every day? <laughs> um I mean I'm just like such a Star Wars like nerd like I, I like it was just it was something that I had I loved the cool minis I would put like the minis on my desk while I was like listening in at class just because sure. they looked cool Sure. Like, I don't want to have them in a box all day, right? Of course. They're, they're miniatures. You you want to show them off. So, I mean, I just I just liked them a lot, and I had a good collection. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I I played Vassal for a little bit, and I didn't 
really sort of enjoy the feeling. You know, it, it, it was, it was, you know, it was X-Wing, but, you know, it didn't have the sort of feel. And then ETS oh. rolled around. All the Valsal purists was... are going to, are going to be, are going to like throw shade at you. <laughs> Listen, I like, I, I, pl- I played in several Vassal leagues. I like, I enjoyed, I enjoyed my time. Vassal has nothing on TTS. TTS is significantly better. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it it was just I, I don't know ex- what exactly did it. It was just I got nothing else to do, and I see this. I you know, and I see people pinging in the LFG channel, so mm-hmm. might as well. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, okay, so I like I said, I'm just trying to like get a sense because I like so I mean for for the viewers. Um, uh, Crispy and I have only really talked once, and that was when we played each other at Worlds. And that game came Indeed. down to basically like a dice roll where I had to, where he had to dodge um, fuel leaks and direct hits on the first crit, and then direct hits on the second crit. And if if he had gotten any of those, uh, I would have won and the game, and he would have lost, right? And it was more specifically road, I think, because it was your Poe versus my midnight, and it was. The, like the other one like we needed that's right. to know who was where that's right and i think that was the bigger thing because i remember midnight going second and being able to get the shot that she wanted right 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 but even still that, like because if it if if you had because if i if i went oh, that, yeah, no, Mid- I, midnight yeah, was yeah. on midnight was on one after poke put two crits in order like, yeah that yeah, was yeah. it yeah yeah i mean what was this what was the score it was like one or two points off, it was right? one like, point difference was and it would have been the, like the the kill would have been the difference between winning and losing right yeah it was very very close um yeah that was an intense game and i actually felt like at worlds i had all basically really close intense games um mm-hmm. the wins were wins were close pullouts the loose the losses were like really really like subtle small losses right mm-hmm. um other than one game where i just completely blew up and turn turn one i completely screwed up my approach and then uh, i spent the rest of the game trying to recover and almost did it right so yeah. Um, and then you, uh, did me dirty by not taking top eight after like taking, stealing that win away from me. I tried my best. (laughs) I, I really tried. Listen, I I got, yeah, yeah, go ahead. It it was the round 10 repair that screwed me, right? Right, right, right. What it, what it was is that my S was bad. I started 0 and 2. I completely submarined. I had won seven straight up to that point. Yeah. And what it was is that there were. Uh, in the uh, seven and two bracket, sure, there were two people that were below me in SOS. And mm-hmm. running the math, there would be one or two, depending on pair ups and pair downs, uh, one or two um, uh, eight and twos left on the outside. Mm-hmm. So essentially, I needed to make sure that the 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 seven and twos below me were both of those eight and twos to push me in. So I needed both of them to win and for me to win because they right. need to knock out people that are higher above me. But we're right. staying in the same bracket and my SOS is better. Right. So what happened on the first pair is that I paired into uh Pierre, who is nine, who was uh sorry, uh, who's eight and one. Right. Which would which was the pair up for me, which right. is exactly what I wanted because that gets me better SOS yes. if I win. So now I have a better chance of jumping over other uh other seven and twos in that bracket. Right. And both of the seven and twos were playing people above me. So it was right. perfect. Right. The repair happened because I, I, I don't know why it repaired. It was just the repair happened. I paired down into one of the the seven and two. So one of the guys that I needed to win, I paired into. Oh. And then the other seven and two paired back into Pierre and lost. 
Oh, oh no. Which meant that I had no way of getting into the cut right. after that pair. Right. That's too which bad. Was, which was brutal. That's that sucks. That's uh, so. What you're saying is actually Chris Allen's fault. Uh, absolutely, one hundred percent. The conspiracies. Um, okay. <laughs> That's so funny. I was we we just went on a tangent because I didn't really actually want to talk about the world's <laughs> results. But I mean, that is I a mean, story. I mean, listen. I I see Cox like two to three times a week, and he constantly remembers me. Let's see. He constantly uh, reminds me that second is better than ninth. Um. I mean, it's not first though. So, is it really better? I mean, I mean, yeah, we're we're both not first, but also, yeah. and he also like you, 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 you lost out like pre-cut, but he, but he got embarrassed on the world stage on like in front of everybody. I wouldn't say on he, stream. I wouldn't say he got embarrassed. He definitely I know. got not, like. I know he didn't get embarrassed. He, de- I'm, he definitely got like. I, I think it's more fun to say though that that because I, then because then yeah, like sure. you know we can start some we can start some drama. Um, Listen, I'll, 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 I'll share this too. I'll make sure that he, that he, uh, he listens to it. Sure, sure. For the oh, people oh. that don't know, um, my relationship with Andrew Cox, he is my ultimate frisbee coach at my college. Um, so we see each other like all the time, and mm-hmm. even now the ultimate team is like completely aware of all of the X wing drama, and they love chipping in on it as well. Oh, just, it, like okay. if they if they know a buzzword that will annoy one of us, they'll just like throw it as a casual uh, quip, just to get a reaction out of us, and look Got to it. the other one to see, you know, hey, did I get that X wing reference right? That's funny. Is are there a lot of people <laughs> who you play with um at in college who play X wing, or is it like actually because I have no idea what college X wing looks like, right? Um, if it doesn't, if it even exists, um. I know that there's two guys at my local store that also uh, go to my college. Um, I don't see them uh, all the time. They're more sort of, uh, you know, come and go weekly. Um, Cause we used to have a, we used to have a store that was really close to um, the, the university, but um, that was before I got here. So I don't know what it was like before me. Um, and we and we've been like hopping around trying to find a new place as well. So, um, mm. it, there's yeah, there's two that I know of. Um, otherwise, I don't. I don't know what like college X wing looks like around the world. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but then I so then I guess you just have this. You're just like everyone else, where it's like you're really just playing at local stores and stuff like that. Then. Yeah, I mean, local stores and online. That's like. Okay. Right, right, right. My best ways to play. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because I was like always thinking, like, if I had picked up X Wing in college, um, which was like forever ago, a million years ago, if I would picked up X Wing in college, I would have, um, it would have been very, very cool to have like a, like a, uh, I don't know, like a c- c- collegiate group or something like that. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, that kind of thing where like you just, because I remember. <laughs> having so much free time actually and so like it would have been really great to like just play regularly like uh you know wednesday afternoon middle of the day just like hey who wants to play some games you know um mm-hmm. i guess it's, the world's not really like that anymore but you know i can dream you know um yeah okay all right so that's that's interesting like i don't know like is is your i mean your world's not x-wing 
like I, I obviously right you're in college you're doing stuff what are you actually in school for right now uh mechanical engineering oh you're an engineer oh, yeah oh no. uh, i do yeah. materials engineering uh i i'm actually so it's i make video games now but i was a mm -hmm. professional engineer for eight years uh in metal and mining industry and then oh, wow and then transitioned over so I'm in your space, man. I know exactly what you're doing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Are you, what are you, like uh, two, two years now? Senior? You're senior? I was senior. Okay. Yeah. So you're I, almost I, done. I, gra I, gra I graduated in April, yeah. You're, you're almost done. Are you masters or are you going into industry right away? Like, what's your, what's your goal? Uh, no, so, so uh, I just have a four-year bachelor's. Um, that, that's what I'm going for. I don't really feel like going for any graduate work right now okay. um uh i hadn't i have a fantastic internship going on right now um okay. with a local engineering firm and they've offered me a full-time position after i graduate so. oh okay so you're kind of, uh, you're kind I, of i'm ready to get right into it yeah, okay you. okay good that's amazing that's amazing um it's so weird actually a lot of um well it's actually not weird I, now that i think about it more but there's a lot of engineers software or otherwise like kind of in the game and i wonder mm -hmm. if that i mean part of it i'm sure is the analytical port part of it right a lot of engineers yeah. also like to play poker like seriously right and mm -hmm. it gets, again it's the same like well, let me break down statistics and like figure out a whole thing it tweaks our doing little monkey brains right doing the dice math yeah doing the do dice math do right? I, does getting to range one actually help me here do I yes. need to focus? Yes. I love that question too because it's always so funny. It's like, hey, do I double mod here at range two or do I boost into range one with single mod? What is the best pathway forward? And the answer is what's more important to you? Because <laughs> I, I think like, the answer is how much time is on the clock? Well, sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes it is. Yeah. yeah. For, for any new player who doesn't know what we're talking about, essentially like... Um, uh, sometimes it's more important to do potential for four damage than it is to guarantee three results. And so your, your decision-making process really depends on which is more valuable at the, in the, at the time. And that's why the, the clock time matters because if the game is running late and you're behind on points, then maybe you need to push that extra damage through. And that's more important than actually confirming three, three hit results, um, which you're much more likely to do. I think it's like an extra 20% chance or something like that. Um, Something like that. Um, um, yeah, I mean, it like it obviously depends on like what you're running with, whether you already yeah. have like tokens set up or not. Cause yeah, because it's, yeah. it's like all right, you know, focus at range two or boost in range one, or focus lock at range two or boost with a lock in range one. Yeah, well, the lock so and the focus is basically like the same percentage. Um, uh, on, yeah. So, so yeah, single lock versus single focus is statistically the same it's just yeah. lock gives you a slightly higher percent chance for crits but that's yeah almost negligible in yeah, terms yeah but, of like and, and also like sometimes um uh from a practical perspective having the lock on uh four dice is more valuable than the lock on on uh on sorry than the focus on four dice um mm -hmm. even though the statistically as you said it's the same but sometimes uh you get the three results and you just need to reroll the one and that's just just feels better than uh or if you roll all the blanks that's also um mm -hmm. sometimes it just sometimes having the extra roll makes you feel better about the variance um yep and, and, and the one time that you do lock you will roll four eyeballs 
Oh, that happens all the time. It's actually, so it's actually, it's actually known. It's actually known that you will roll all the focus results. You always get the the dice result opposite of whichever one of the two tokens, one of the two things that you're missing. Um, mm -hmm. That is a uh, that is how you should expect to play X-wing, uh, so that you're always you're always delighted when the results are in your favor. Oh, look at this! I rolled four eyeballs and I have a focus token. How wonderful! Here you go. Um, nice. Do you? How do you feel about the mental game in X-wing? Oh, that's uh, in in what sense? Like me versus my opponent, me going into the game, me versus yes. like the yes. Oh gosh. Um, Start from one, so, and we'll just we'll just meander our way around. Yeah. Um. So I think the most important thing is that I always assume that my opponent is going to make the best move. I cannot hope for my opponent to make a mis uh, a miss trigger or a misplay. I just have to assume like okay. If, you know, Fenrau does this three bank here and he can boost a roll to get me in range one, no matter where I go, I have mm -hmm. to assume that that's the that's coming. I can't hope that he's going to like two straight in the middle of nowhere and I'm going to rely on Fenrau not shooting me at range one. Mm -hmm. um, so like, first off, never underestimate your opponent. Always assume that they are going to be the best player that they can be mm -hmm. um, given the circumstances. And now, you know, depending on their decisions, their plays could be limited, which was like, oh, like I was expecting Ray to turn after my ships here. She actually went straight to go after this one ship. Well, now that she's here, what's her best move? I have some good angles on her. She's not in a great spot, but she still has some good options. So I'm probably going to assume that my opponent is going to make this because it's going to have the maximum output for damage and for this. And, you know, even then, like you can be caught off guard by good or bad moves. So you just need to be flexible and not be upset. Um, I get. <laughs> So I, I get upset at dice a lot. Any anyone who knows me um and has played me a lot will understand that like I, I am a current recovering uh dice rager. Um we have a channel in our own, like uh, in my uh local channel, we have mm -hmm. a we have a uh, a Discord uh channel just restricted to me complaining about my dice on a daily basis. Oh um they, and, they've and literally really segregated all of your complaints into one channel so that if anyone yes, wants to so listen to it, otherwise you're just it. going to the void. Correct. Oh. <laughs> um, That's smart. I mean, it doesn't. It, it, I mean, it doesn't help that I fly like almost strictly three agility ships, and it's just like three sure. blank outs in a row, and oof, I've lost the game. All right, I GG, mean... <laughs> uh, GG, let's re-rack. Um. Because like even now I've been flying like tri fighters for fun and I've been flying quad tri fighters and they're really fun when dice are average and the moment that I blank out twice in a single game mm -hmm. or like in it like in a single round if I don't have like t eighty one with massive rerolls or I have like multiple evades um, then it's just like oh well I, I lost a four point ship for this random shot so that's right, every game then that is every game. Yeah, that's like to, um, to, to, the statistically likely thing to happen is actually just going to eventually with the number of shots in the game now. Yeah, and and this is why I run lists like Fun Police, which are very very flexible with what I can get away with in that's terms fair. of having having bad dice, where it's just like you know I may have bad dice, but I'm going to guarantee that you have bad dice as well. Right. Right. Um. um so yeah, like don't let the dice get to you. The dice get to me. Don't let dice get to you. It's fine. Um, and then from there, just like like know how you want to engage. Um, do a quick sort of analysis of your opponent's list. I think that's probably an underrated skill 
is yeah. being able to during that five minute setup period where mm -hmm. you know you know you're moving tables you're getting set up you see your opponent you're you know looking at their list the moment that they're setting up um being able to quickly analyze what they're going to do what their setup is going to look like what their engage is going to look like what kind of triggers are they going to try to pull are there any sort of um you know sneaky things that you want uh like being able to analyze all of that properly in the mm -hmm. time that it takes to set up and then you start deploying um that's sort of like that like that's really what you want to train yeah. with if anything just like like go through like if you want to get better just like analyzing lists just go on list fortress just find a tournament find the winning list say all right i'm gonna i'm playing this on this objective and just time yourself all right how fast can i analyze this list um am i going to set up properly um you know what do i want to engage with what's set up what do i want to set across from what do i want to set uh far away from how do I want the objectives to look? How do I want the obstacles to look? How does my opponent want the obstacles to look? How does my opponent want the objectives to look? Um, it is a two-player game. You can't just assume that, you know, your opponent is just going to let you have your plan. Your opponent has a plan, too. They will execute it, and they will also stop you from making your plan. Um, mm -hmm. I know this all sounds like sort of basic ramblings, um, but just be consistent, uh, play smart, um, and then from there, just minimize your mistakes, Keep a cool head and be looking for the best move. Okay, so let me let me ask you this then, right? So like, it the the analyzing your opponent thing, which I agree with, by the way. I think that's actually like incredibly critical because you know people talk about the turn zero, but we're talking about the pre-turn zero. We're talking about the turn right. minus one. All right, we're talking about mm -hmm. you're talking about like you know if we if he, if people say like oh x wing x wing in 2.5 has moved back everything like where everything's back like one or two turns well then if you if if your normal setup thinking thinking setup starts at turn zero well now your turn your setups you got to start at minus one right minus one mm -hmm. is if i understand how what my opponent's list is supposed to do then i should be able to somewhat predict how their list is going to set up and if i can understand that then now my rock placements are easier and my objective plays are easier because I understand my opponent's objective, right? Mm -hmm. I I totally yeah. agree with you. I think that's in, that's incredibly valuable. However, however, most people have not flexed those muscles hard enough, right? And so, did you? Is that something that you practice as a result of playing a lot of online play, or is it something that just kind of inherently naturally came to you as like maybe one of your uh, skills, your strengths? Um. I want to say I, I started doing that sort of as I was doing well in tournaments where I needed to see, or it's like, all right, I've got a good list. I've got a practice list. I know what I'm doing. I don't need to devote any more time to like training and like figuring out how to fly this list. Cause I already know how to fly this list from there. I need to make sure that I don't run into any matchups that I haven't seen before, because if there's any matchup that I have seen before, I have a good idea of, you know, how I want to engage, what, they're going to try to go after what you know what their what my opponent's plan is going to look like so i try to seek out those lists that i generally um wouldn't normally see or mm -hmm. you know lists that i wouldn't see often right like obviously like know the meta i think that's probably a very and we can say like the meta is always changing the meta is never solved you can have a good idea of what you're going to see and there's going to be those standout lists that um are not particularly run by a lot of people but are very effective and in the right hands can throw a lot of people off there's a lot of scum tech that can do that there's a lot of cis 
and um uh, there's a lot of CIs and I think resistance also has some like real sneaky combos that a lot of people don't see a lot um going into um like a lot of people I, and this was one thing um I I've played against people and I've you know talked to people who went up against list and they're like you know I I, I saw this list before I didn't realize that he had four ferrosphere copies I rolled in there and I locked on the first engage yeah you know like go you know go see what other people are going on um mm -hmm. you know what you know what they're planning and then from there sure just have a general idea of you know well the like, fairest are the ships i want to engage yeah. this ferrosphere thing is a little weird because that is one of the cases of like remembering my opponent's triggers and there is a lot of that now and i think many players from i don't even want to say 1.0 era because i think it's just an under under uh exercise skill which is to not only remember what you're doing but what your opponent's doing like it's always mm -hmm. been the case that in 1.0 uh you had you had these like build a lists with like tons of triggers and stuff like that that you kind of needed to know but it was limited to basically one or two archetypes because in 1.0 the meta could only really be three lists um yeah and then in 2.0, there was a lot more efficiency. So you didn't need to remember as many triggers as real But there were still plenty of lists where that happened. Well, now in 2.5, where everyone gets access to toys um, on both sides, having to remember those things is troubling for some because, you know, those muscles have atrophied over time. And uh, if you're not used to flying against lists that have a lot of uh, tools in them it's very easy to you know think oh i'm just gonna blank out and not think about what they're going to be doing um and i don't necessarily think that that's wrong because i also think that there's only so much information you can keep in your head at any one point during a game and i think it's mm -hmm. if you've memorized your stuff really well uh, which some people haven't but like let's say you're trying to be very competitive trying to seriously win an event you should have a very firm understanding of your own list and if you do then you know, looking at their list and just trying to understand the big picture triggers is probably good enough, right? To be like, okay, this list wants to do, let's let's look at something that's relevant in the meta right now, but may not be relevant later, um, Bistan Han, right? The whole mm -hmm. point of that, that, that Han trigger is to basically shoot twice. I don't need to know the specific necessary details about the focus tokens and the fact that he needs a green token to make it happen and what did that mean for you know all these things i don't necessarily need to know that information right but mm -hmm. or even like the han interaction with the rerolls and stuff like that but what i need to know is that the whole point is that he wants to shoot double shots with han and it's heavily modded right and then build my strategy around that and then you know if there's like unique scenarios don't you know there are edge cases where that happens and yeah we can look into that but you know but fair like i said coming back to the point ferrosphere is a unique case because it's one of those triggers that you actually need to like be on top of because it directly affects your play play decision making like you either yeah. lose an action or you gain an unnecessary stress right and that's like yeah. oh and that's just for you not paying attention right um yep so like it's only one i think it's only the only trigger in the game that is like a gotcha trigger if i remember that correctly uh that and false transponder codes are pretty i, I think they're the two biggest gotcha yeah. uh sort of things yes where it's just like oh you you know 
you had that lock and you had this whole torpedo planned. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. That yeah, doesn't yeah. happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I mean, I think that that, like, in general, like, looking at your opponent's list and kind of, like, establishing what it does is very important. I think that for a lot of players, it's it's a muscle that has atrophied and they need to be doing it better. I also think that it's really weird that sometimes you want to analyze a list and and um and like have a deep look but you can easily mess misrepresent the value of certain shifts within the list like with because of unfamiliarity right like one of the big tricks of like a off meta list is to like have something that the opponent misvalues as like oh it's like i understand what this trigger is that's good and then when it actually goes to play it's like oh i didn't understand that this is the linchpin of your whole list like padme was a really good version of that when padme first started to show up on into the meta where people are like oh that ability's cute and then then you play against it and you're like wait i can't modify any of my focus results what if i have all focus results just one you know that kind of thing where it's like it turns into a gotcha because you don't fully understand the ramifications of the of the interaction right yep. uh, and that can happen from just reading too quickly for example right like just if you just gloss over the text and you're like okay cool like she shoots a torpedo um uh but even but the other part is that because you have a lot of interlocking interactions potentially in, in certain lists right you know, Pummel might look at the Padme and be like, oh, well, okay, cool. She's got like, you know, punch torpedoes, but she's I-4. She's never going to lock me. And then not realizing that Oddball gives her a lock at I-5 on the engagement phase, right? Realizing that yep. like, oh, no, actually that torpedo is fully live. And also you cannot modify more than one green dice on defense, like one focus result on defense. Suddenly things are looking worse and worse and worse. And you have to like understand that, right? And so obviously people understand that now, but like back when it first came out, it was like a much more difficult thing to put your mind to right and so mm -hmm. trying to get the sense of what the list is like doing as a whole because you know you need to give the opponent the benefit of the doubt that he is not bringing something that is just an incohesive mess right he has a yeah. he has deliberately chosen the individual pieces for specific reasons um and i think that's like and that's like really important to to not lose track of because it's very easy to just dismiss a list or being like i don't know what this does i'm not gonna i'm like not, not gonna think about it and try to like really like focus in and the better you get at it as you say like you know what i was trying to get at is the better you get at it the more quickly you can do it and so practicing kind of understanding what lists do um is really good because it all it because i also think that that is part of what makes building list fun is that also that same thing right it's like like you know mm -hmm. like understanding how a list ticks kind of lets lets you um when you build a list and you can understand how it ticks and then the kind of vice versa like it gives you ideas of what you can build on in the future right um yep. so while we're in that point i'm actually going to switch to our my favorite segment uh which is the ad read and since crispy you have actually what listen to some of the podcasts you can participate i hope you're prepared i hope you've been i am uh, prepared you are prepared okay that's good all right well well first of all this podcast is brought to you by chaff bombs uh they're devastating and nobody asked for them but it's thematic so it's fine um this podcast is also brought to you by chris allen who apparently hates crispy and stole his top eight um we love you chris uh, and uh, finally, this podcast is brought to you by Bad Dice. Don't let the dice get to you. And also, do as Crispy says about dice and not as he does. 
Anything from you? Oh, damn. Dice was one of mine. Um, <laughs> uh, this podcast is brought to you by Ultimate Frisbee. Playing Ultimate Frisbee statistically makes you better at X-Wing. Oh, okay. That's that's factually accurate. Yep, yep. That's good. Two, that's of, the, good. two of the top 10 players in the world play Ultimate Frisbee. Right, Think top ten. Like that. That's right. You do make that. You do make that cut at nine. Exactly. <laughs> um, um, yeah, and also like if we look at X wingers who are also ultimately frisbee players, that is a that is a that is extremely high uh, percentage of top players, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, definitely you need to play ultimate frisbee. That's the real advice here, guys. If you want to become if you want to become a top X-wing player, you need to start with ultimate frisbee, and then and then transition into X-wing, right? Or exactly. pick it. If you've already started playing X-wing, then you need to stop playing X-wing, and then spend a few months in ultimate frisbee, and then and then switch back. This is this is actually terrible advice. I don't I don't I don't <laughs> think that. I mean, I, I guess exercise is technically good for you. Listen, you you're working your mind now. You got to balance it by working your body. Yeah, yeah. There it is. And, and then once and then once you are a whole well balanced player, you can go dominate in X Wing and Ultimate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um you know the median uh the median age for this uh podcast is thirty-five. So, <laughs> so wow. might be might be difficult for us to get some of these uh some of these guys out for Ultimate Frisbee. No, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, we got we got people of all age playing in Orlando. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Okay. So look, um, I'm gonna be doing things a little bit differently in the second segment. Normally, we would. This is where I would switch the conversation to X-wing, and we are gonna do that. But I have a thesis, um, and part of the reason why I was excited to bring you on, Crispy, was because my thesis is that part of the reason why people don't, some people. Not all people, but some people don't enjoy the list building in 2.5 is because they haven't really seen what kind of joy it can bring and, and the joy of list building. And there's a lot of people who don't like list building um, uh, and this is like better. And there's some people who really enjoy list building and felt like and have felt that some of that magic has been lost. Since Crispy is a player who has famously um, been very creative in 2.0. Uh, and is now doing having the same success in 2.5. Um, I really think that uh, that he is really well suited to have a like we're, to have a little session with me, and we're going to try to build some lists. We're just gonna we're just gonna build some lists. I don't have any specific thing um, uh, that in mind that I want to do. I've deliberately let, left it blank and kind of just only kind of hinted at Crispy that this is what we're going to do. So. Uh, I think it'll be really fun. If you are watching the podcast through Patreon, there is a literally a Yasby um, uh, screen up that you can kind of follow along as we're putting things together. Um, if you are listening, hopefully you have access to Yasby or um, LBN and you're just kind of like following along. You kind of see what we're doing. You maybe see what the cards are. Maybe you have the... Um, uh the, the wiki open or the official amg site with you know all the stuff but i would really love for you guys to come along a journey with us as we kind of try to discover some new stuff and you know just let us cook just let us cook because we're going to be cooking for the rest of this podcast okay guys okay so let's begin with um i sh so i shared what's on the screen right now is an aces list that i built so 
if you've been watching, listening to the podcast at this point, I've talked about my Poe list for a long, long time. As you can see, I have a lot of resistance lists that I've built. But this is the Poe list of legend. Um, the Church of Poe. Uh, the, the cult, sorry, the Cult of Poe. Um, this is the list that I built. And I super love this list. And I, and I believe very strongly that uh, Aces is like... Even though, like I say, this is an aces list, and it, I, it really feels like to me like an aces list. It's not the only faction that can do it, right? It's not limited just not just because Poe is kind of crazy. There's lots of ships that can do insane movement options, right? So before we jump in, because I'm basically getting at, I built a first order version of this list, right? And since first order is your baby, I want you to look at that mm -hmm. first. And before we go into start building other stuff, because I want to actually look at other factions, right? But just yeah. to get us on the same page, right? This is my Poe list. This is what I built, right? And so, um, as I said, Lone Wolf, BB-8, Ferrosphere, Electro Baffle on Fly-By-Poi, Overdrive Thrusters, HLC, uh, Title Config, right? This is a stupid Poe. Mm -hmm. It does stupid things, uh, and it does it constantly. Um, I super like it. It lets me get into super deep positions out of, out of pocket, which makes it very difficult for my opponent to um, properly react. It makes them over commit certain forces in order to keep Poe at bay. Um, otherwise, you give him free reign, in which case he's doing tons of damage, right? Um, yep. I think the rest of the list is very strong and holding itself together in terms of like giving good value and like very good um, survivability to trade off with damage. Um, and I love this list, right? Uh, yep. This is the first order version that I put together. And just so the the audience kind of has an idea of what this is since like i don't talk about first order ever that or even that i fly it um so it's major von reg uh proud tradition elusive deuterium power cells electronic baffle uh blackout and tie silencer uh with lone wolf sensor scramblers and proton rockets kylo ren and the tie silencer hate debris gambits sensor scramblers proto torpedoes and malaris with magpulse crispy your thoughts um so I, I i like if you're going for an ace list and you were looking at first order for the very first time this is an excellent place to start um i i think von reg and a version of kylo uh pretty much have to start every sort of first order ace list you have to have a really good reason in my and you know in my opinion to not have both of them um mm -hmm. they are kings of the faction they know exactly what they're doing mm -hmm. and anyone can put them on the table and just with a few practice reps, absolutely just knock some people out with these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I like the blackout. The blackout has a five pointer. First order is very deep in terms of the five point options. Yes. Um, like very, very deep. Um, mm -hmm. I think we've got about six or seven, possibly even eight, like competitive five point options. Yep. Um, in first order, uh, blackout's one of those near the top. Uh, I like them a lot, especially with lone wolf rockets like you just leave him out by himself on an island he's mm -hmm. perfectly fine um i really like sort of you know i i envision sort of von reg going up one flank blackout going up the other malra sort of you know taking her time up the middle and kylo pretty much being wherever sort of you know maybe back by now maybe going faster on the flank mm -hmm. um with von reg to try to curl around um that Kylo build, the sensor scramblers, debris camp, it's very, very interesting because when oh, I've flown I'm just Kylo, going pure spicy right now. The whole build is all of this is non-standard, right? So Yeah. Um although I think that is I think that's pretty much the standard 
blackout that people go through. Lone is Wolf it? is a very, um, from what I've seen, um, a lot of people put um, optics instead of prockets. Um, Terrible they, choice. They go something. They something. Yeah, they go like optics, lone wolf, and just sort of sit them out there, which mm-hmm. is like fine. Um, I mean, Malrus with Magpul is fantastic. Um, yeah. Von Reg. So Von Reg really wants three upgrades, and with the loadout that he has, uh, unfortunately, he can only at max pick two. Uh, that's yes. Daredevil, uh, Magpul's warheads, and Deuterium power cells. Uh, all three of them are very important at keeping him alive, keeping him on target, and making sure that he does not die. Uh, and more, sorry, more specifically, make sure that his team does not die. Um, the Magpulse at I six, being able to double mod that and just go after someone um, whenever you want to with the double modded I six um, shot, being able to mm-hmm. uh, strip a token and deplete them uh, is almost essential for keeping your aces alive. Because in this high sort of initiative. Um, right sort of meta that we see with a lot of yeah. han with a lot of poe um with a lot of luke i mean there's just a whole bunch of i5s and i6s that yeah, yeah. constantly see high pick rates and right. having an i6 mag pulse that you can guarantee hit on all of those i5 i say guarantee but like but with focus lock um yeah. you're pretty solid and especially if you're shooting at like han then you don't need to like worry about it. or any one agility ship you're fine um being able to uh you know, neuter that shot coming in, saves your aces and lets the other aces play a bit more aggressive. Um, I generally like having two mag pulses in any of my foe lists. Um, or sorry, or at least two ways to jam my opponent. Uh, I think for mm-hmm. sure it has some very high um uh efficient jamming pieces, whether it be mm-hmm. ships that can double mod mag pulses um, you know, consistently or multiple times at least, and just the whisper chassis that can just sure. constantly jam. And that is very, very effective at just keeping your aces alive because that's just reducing the number of good shots coming in. And then that's also taking away from their defensive tokens. So it makes sure. when your aces go dive in there, it makes it a whole lot more effective for your aces if sure. they don't have, uh, sorry, you know, if the ship that they're shooting at doesn't have so, any tokens. So two things, Crispy. Yep. Two things first. The first thing is I need you to dial back the presenter mode a little bit. We're actually just like, <laughs> we're just actually like cooking mode, right? So that's the first yeah. thing. Um, I know that you want to like talk about these things and like, especially because this is your faction, you have um, the knowledge, right? But let's mm-hmm. let's focus on the let's look at that as if as if I was just like coming to you and be like, hey, let's talk about list building, bro. Let's let's gotcha. um, right, and right. and because again, this is a this is a demonstration as much as it is like kind of like you know going through stuff, right? Mm-hmm. For this to be useful long term, we definitely want to just kind of show what it, what it's like, right? Um, mm-hmm. But the second thing is. So I love what you said about um, about defensive tools and why you have the double mag pulse, right? Because I've de- mm. I've elected because I actually had mag pulse on Von Reg before, and I pulled it off because I found out I I felt more often I just wanted damage more than I wanted the crit, um, mm. like or the or the you know or the the deplete or or you know the jam, right? And I found that if I was just doing consistent three damage, right, they were going to pull the tokens off anyways. And the the mm-hmm. the Malaris warhead was going to go through regardless, right? And so yeah. and so in spite to alleviate that, I just went pure defense. Like everything, all these upgrades are all like have at least one pure defensive upgrade, right? Elusive on Von Reg is super weird mm-hmm. without prior tradition because now I can like sloop and 4K and still have um, rerolls and or at least defensive rerolls and like the the yeah. focus. 
Um, and then for Kylo, Debris Gambit is basically like, hey, what if I was a TIE Defender? What if I just was a TIE Defender? How do you feel about that? Right? Yeah. Right? Um, uh, yeah. Were you... No, no, I just, like, I'm, like, okay, I'm thinking, okay. like, you know, do you think that these are good choices? Or do you think that I should, like, go more standard? Because, like, they're spicy choices, for sure. So, yeah, I, I, I don't hate the Debris Gamma on Kylo. Um, in most of the games where I've played Kylo, he does generally tend to be the first target. Um, so if you're just going for Debris Gamma Protorp, um, you have the option where if you need to be defensive, you just evade. Um, if you want to be offensive, you just lock in Protorp. I would rather take malice over hate. I think you get more um, mileage out of that. Um, no, that's that's actually false. So here's what happens: if you're defensive, right. you need actually mm -hmm. hate to regenerate force to like take like three or four shots, right? Yeah. Because otherwise, you run out of but, force too quickly, right? If so you that's are the brigand, right? That's but well, sure, but like you know, what I want is to if I'm going to tank damage, I want to take three shots without taking anything, or like like a minimal amount right and hate lets me yeah. be even more like obnoxious that way if yeah. i malice so malice helps me offensively but if i'm being offensive i actually and i'm that means i'm flanking right no one's shooting at me and the fact that i'm regenerating only one force a turn doesn't uh, doesn't dramatically affect my offensive output it affects it a little bit but not a t but not a ton right whereas if i don't have hate and they're really pounding in on me, and I don't have that extra force, that could mean the difference between a dead ship and a live ship. Uh, yes. If you are trying to be strictly defensive, then yes. It, like, yeah. it, it, like, if your goal is to not have, like, to have minimal casualties, I think yes. it's fine. Um, I just want my seven-point ship to hit, like, a seven-point ship. Um, and with Malice, partnering up with i'll show you the dark side makes it very scary to go after him because if you go after kylo and he then shows you the dark side he can then malice you right back and then regen all of his force after hitting you um and also being able to um just have constant crits throughout the fight is mm -hmm. also very scary mm -hmm. um and as long as you have the evade from debris gamut, I think most people are going to look at an evade and two force Kylo on the first engage and go, I'll go find someone else. Mm -hmm. um, which I mean, like, if that's what you want, that's fine. I don't think, I, I don't think, man, in an ace list, you're, you're going to need some bite. Well, like, so the, like there is a lot of defense and, yeah. but you have to be able to put something back. Sure. But if you're not but doing the, much the damage. Flips the flip side of that is that like proton torpedo will do that damage for you. And like, yeah, like I only have on the second project, torpedo, I may only have one force. Right. But mm -hmm. like that's still lock and lock it a force, which is more than enough mods to like, you know, do like good punching damage and it'll be the second torpedo. Right. So correct. But, but you can regen that force with malice. I know. I know it's to me. That's like a, to me, that's more of like, this is like the, a, like a win more concept, right? It's, it's like, mm -hmm. I can guarantee that my damage is going to be like stellar, but if I'm already in position where Kylo is doing like two, three, four, uh, four, four dice shots, right. And he's getting mm -hmm. behind the list and he's doing stuff. I'm already in a winning position. Right. And what I've learned from flying Poe a lot is that, especially with the load, like the, all the options is that you really need to finesse which value is going where because as a seven point ship, it needs to be versatile in both attack and defense so that you don't lose the points while maximizing its, while maximizing its value. Cause it's got to provide the value of two ships in one game, right? 
That's right. a lot of value yep. to has to be able to provide. So it either needs to pull a lot of damage off, which is like, you know, why it's like, you know, very hard to kill. So it's like, oh, they got to spend like three or four shots, which means the rest of my list is safe and free to be offensive, right? Or mm -hmm. it's got to be able to punch itself, right? And so that's why, like, I feel... Not that Mouse is wrong, actually. It's not even wrong. I just that when I was playing it in games, I'm like, oh, man, I would much rather have hate here because now I can put Kylo in more, like, precarious positions and be like, I dare you. I dare you to engage me, right? Um, especially mm -hmm. because of Sensor Scramblers. Sensor Scramblers is actually nuts in First Order. In fact, I feel like oh, yeah, there should be it's more... Amazing. Like in this current meta, it's like, oh, you can't lock me. Ooh, sucks to be. It sucks to suck. Uh, yeah. All you arcs who wanted to lock, target lock my ship. Ooh, that feels bad, yeah. right? You are free to just five straight boost along the side of the board, get into a good position, and then just decloak two straight, three hard back into the board. Yes. Um, yeah. And you just get on some insane flank. And if they want to go engage you, like fine, they'll like <laughs> they can go engage Kylo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, They'll have other ships, you know, sort of screaming right after them. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's good. It's really good. I think people are sleeping on sensor scramblers. In fact, I feel like that's why there's both. That's why I went two silencers as well. Because this used, uh, Blackout used to be quick draw. And like, I just didn't yeah. like it. I just didn't like it. I was like, ah, it doesn't fit. It doesn't like work really well. And then as soon as I switched to Blackout with the second sensor scrambler, I was like, ooh, now we're, now we're juicing. Now we're, now we're getting so juicy. Yeah, yeah, so for up? my my fun police list, where it okay. was Von Reg, Hollow, Wilo, Rap. I originally had Blackout in there over yeah. Hollow. And yeah. then about the week before Gen Con. Okay. Um I I had a couple bad games in a row. I wasn't really feeling it. And then I uh I had a friend of mine, Ben Deddy. Um he sort of threw the list and said, like, hey. What if you have this? And this is sort of what I've been flying. And he showed me the mm -hmm. Von Reg Hollow. And the moment I threw Hollow in there, I felt so much better. Yeah. Um, I had another I5 double modded Magpulse. And my whispers were free to engage at yeah. any given moment. Um, have Magpulse cover or like have Magpulse cover and have a token tossed up to them. Mm -hmm. Um so I think it like I like I really like Lone Wolf Procket Blackout. Mm -hmm. But I'm not sure whether Hollow could be better in there to provide okay. token support and additional, um, like just double modded shots whenever you need to. Sure. And with the uh, pilot ability being able, and like you have Malars there, like Malars is going to be your workhorse. Any bad token that Hollow has, yeah, just shove it over to Malars. Like Malars can take yeah, a yeah, strain yeah. for a turn. Yeah. yeah Did yeah. Vader lock Hollow? No, Vader's going to go shoot Malars this turn. Yeah. You know, yeah good yeah. luck. Um, yeah. And that's what, and I think like that's, and this is like, it, it's two very good options. Like mm -hmm. we're, we're debating fantastic first order five point options. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think that there's a wrong choice. I think it's, I think it's like very difficult to list build poorly in first order. It's just, you know, load out here and there. Oh, really? Uh, take, I'll take that bet. <laughs> um i mean sure it, it, if you want to build a bad list you can make a yeah. bad list but if you're trying to make a good list it's very difficult to you know miss that right. mark let me let me ask uh, you a... however that that being said i'm yeah I, I i think we can adjust some loadout here on von reg sure. I, I wouldn't take proud e-baffle okay i would take i would take either um crack crack's not bad I don't mind crack. I don't think that's that I, bad. I, like I, I, I've been putting crack shot 
um Craig I've ran a couple games with crack shots yeah um uh, Magpul's deuterium just because yeah. I wanted to have lone wolf on someone else I generally have lone wolf on Vonreg but if there's a ship that like really needs it yeah um like Vonreg has the regen so you don't really want to go after Vonreg yeah and Vonreg you know with the devil repo at i6 if he needs to can just try to get out and it you know disincentivizes your opponent from going after him yeah, yeah. um so I think either's fine right um if you just want the soft like passive reroll elusive is you know pretty good like you will find a way to sloop eventually in the game just to yeah, stay on target yeah, yeah um okay all right that's fine I don't, i'm not mad about i'm not mad about crack i think crack is interesting um plus like because like i the other conceit that i have about four ship list is that basically it needs to do the same damage as a five ship list otherwise it won't mm -hmm. be able to compete like a standard five ship list not like a crazy one like han but like you know at least it needs to be able to it needs to be able to at least kill an arc a turn for example as a, like a baseline for this meta but in just in general as a general conceit four ship lists need to do more damage per ship um than than larger larger point larger numbered lists in order to mm -hmm. keep up with the damage race for specific objectives um and so like I see, there are some ace lists that I've seen put on the board where they're just, they're just like pure AC, but they and they just don't have like big damage burst, which means that like I don't think that that sustains. Like in like for example, assault, it's not very good. Uh, in um, in what's the one where you capture points? Um, shoot, uh, scramble. Scramble, yeah. In Scramble, it's also tough because, like, um, you know, you have the initiative to take the points, but if they have the, the the ships to bully you off of those points, then you kind of in a tough spot where, you know, you might be gaining one a turn or whatever, and they can still chase you down, right? So you, and you can't, if you can't will anything down, you will never turn the tide. You won't have a good opportunity to do that. You might run out of time, right? Um, yeah. So, so I, I do feel like, that's part of the reason why it's like crack shots interesting to me is like oh just more damage is good especially the that key turn where you need to burst something down right um yeah. Vonreg's gonna get bullseye at least once a game for sure yeah. uh okay anyways so that's the starting point right this is like the mm -hmm. ace list all right the next thing that i have a thought about i've been this is someone else's list we're just gonna make a new squad here um yeah mm-hmm mm-hmm uh, okay, so I, I, I've, I've seen that list before. I've seen that list before. Drop yeah. Dark Curse for Countdown, and I genuinely think it's competitive. Oh, really? Interesting. Yes. yes. Okay. Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, I, I, like quad I six. Quad I six is fun, but Countdown is too good not to take it four points. Really? Okay. Okay. What's yes. the? What's the? Is it just because Countdown can like be your workhorse and just is like very difficult to kill? Yeah, so essentially you just have four ships that your opponent does not want to have to engage. They have to engage Vader. It's pretty much their only option. And even then you have uh depending on which I like I think for that particular build you want Boy Vader because you just need more damage like you need to like maximize damage output every round. Sure. Um and depending on how well you want to fly that Vader, um you can do a lot. And Suntir yeah. and Sienna are, you know, both give and take here and there. Yeah. Um but like having two you know, I six devil repo ships. You yeah. just need a ship that you can just sort of have them linger forward. You just give yeah. him like a lone wolf shield upgrade, and you just put him on an island, and he's just fine. Yeah. Like your opponent will never engage him. He'll have free shots every round. Um, rather than dark curse, who you know could eventually just get dogpiled on, and also yes. will effectively do damage. 
Yes. But all right. Another ice. So here's the here's the cooking. Okay, we're we're into cooking now. All right. All right. I like it. Shirnu, Gar Saxon. Okay. I I like I think Gar Saxon's underrated right now. I th- so, I think that there's a lot of good Empire ships at yeah. Um, right. It, it's what I for it's I four and below. I four and below. So. The strikers I, I are now a, in play. A lot of we can do countdown here. We can I do like pure sabac, right? Um, also, tie interceptors. There's so unironically, the sigmas are like yeah. n- not irrelevant here. Well, we can do, but basically with with uh, Shirno, you can really only do three additional ships, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so four, four, five, right? But there's like a lot of juicy stuff here, right? So. Um, the fact that you just get free, um, uh, free focus, like basically free calculate on each of the ships means that they mm-hmm. can be more defensive. They can like, um, you know, yeah, what's up? What do you th- So what do you in this case, I would almost run, uh, so you have the seven on rack. Yeah. Uh, I would almost go countdown and then go three. Th- uh, so you have three, rack three. countdown. Yeah, yeah. Uh, three, 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 uh, Lareer. Oh, Lareer. Uh, that's right. Lareer. Uh, yeah. Uh, tie bomber expansion, Deathfire. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, and then okay. is there? I think there's. Are, could we cook Isn't there another good i three? Uh, there's primary. Uh, Gar Saxon's Gar Saxon's primary, isn't he? Is he? Is he? Um... No. Attack. Attack. Oh, Attack. I like that a lot. Okay. Attack. Yeah. Okay. Rhymer is a four, and you can put. You can put um, barrage on it. Um. So in in this case, I would actually give him feedback ping and uh, a more impressive missile. Um. Why is that? Because you will have deathfire launching the proton bombs, basically directly on top of your opponent, and then Rhymer just feedback pings off of them. So you can so you can go for like a concussion missile here, or you oh. know. Interesting. Concussions is is interesting. I mean, and if you wanted you... to be really gross, you do this, right? Oh, oh yeah, no, the yeah the cluster missile. Actually, you do both. Rhymer. I actually like I yeah I think cluster who, missile. Rhymer who cares? Really you just funny. do both, right? Um, you just... and then he's oh that's right he doesn't have the bullet. Um, oh that's unfortunate. Um, uh, I mean, maybe have... drop, maybe uh, pull that down. You though, need like an I three. You, you, need, you need a range three stuff. Yeah, maybe Magpuls. And then you can put Seismics. seismics. Not terrible. Um, Oh, wait, no. Wait, wait, wait. wait. They can increase the range? Oh, never mind. We just need Clusters. Oh, we don't even care about... Clusters can definitely work at range 3. That's gross. Yeah. Um, I honestly... Four points? Maybe drop the Magpuls for Ion Torp? Range 1 Ion Torp? I I'm not I'm not mad about that either. I I I am torping someone into uh into a list when you have multiple bombs. Is not is not is not something to not be bad. trifled with. Yeah. So yeah, now Deathfire just chucks the proton bomb, and yeah. then Rhymer rolls up, uh, gets the lock off feedback ping, can focus, and then he can either double mod the attack or he has the lock provided via Gar Saxon, so that way he can save his focus for defense. Yes. So he gets an eyeball mod on offense. Oh, that's too bad. Man, I really want feedback ping on Chernu. <laughs> okay, all right. 
So this is like gross, actually. Uh, what do we put um, on Lorier? Actually, funny enough, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. would Rack be better for carrying Gar Saxon, or would Morna be better? So I have had this argument with somebody. Uh, I think Rack is better because you want to be able to I five target lock. I think having I four target lock is very risky, and there's not a good way to get the lock on. Otherwise, you really want to have this available at range three, right? Um, Correct. So like jamming rack in like like because basically whatever you're targeting is like if you can target an I four or something then with rack you're you're golden right and if they're shooting your shots at rack that means the rest of your damage output is like really good once he gets damage like you can put like for example something like uh, Tua on and it's like oh mm -hmm. I can continue to lock and also do things like reinforce and then get Cherno's ability active um, then it gets starts just to get really scary but then if you put like something like Tiber as well because you want to jam in now it gets like even more scary. Because, like, Karnu gets to shoot first at I-5. I mean, I guess if yep. they're all I-4, it doesn't really matter. But, you know, gets to shoot at I-5 and yep. then followed up by all of this, right? Yeah. My thing is that, like, if you, if you want the combo to work, you're going to have to lock on the first engage, which means that that is a reinforceless rack. Yeah, which, it is. Which I mean, does, which, ah, oh, man. It is I mean, scary, if you can play that right? off well, if you can, like, if you can plan that well, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just Morna gives you the flexibility to have a reinforce and have a lock going into that first engage. Um, it, it, it's true it's true um i'm not mad about i mean i'm not mad about switching to morna like also uh, uh also morna is at i4 which means that you can have rhymer and countdown shoot first just in case morna needs to spend her lock on the attack so you attack with countdown you attack with more uh rhymer both mm -hmm. of those use the gar saxon ability and then morna can spend the lock meanwhile rack at i5 having to shoot before all of them is basically required to not spend the lock or yeah. else no one in the list gets the benefit Meanwhile, if Morna locks, at least two ships in the list can get a benefit yeah, before yeah. Morna's required to shoot. Well, while we're talking about ionizing a ship and bombing them, let's put uh, Connor and Kant down. Ooh, I like that. Let's be really gross with the bombs, right? Wait, hold up. Yeah, Is Countdown better, or, or, or would we want to drop to Vagabond if we're going specifically bombing? Oh, this is this is oh. this is gross. Be well, okay. I think it's okay. I think it might still be countdown because um, uh, strikers die really easily. Yeah. Right. Four health, two agility. Yeah. The bombers are at least six health. Yes, you can spend your focus defensively because you've got the extra offense, but it's still really it's really scary, and they could just explode. Right. I, I think it. it's still countdown. Unfortunately. Yeah. It's not um, like we have like a Garan around that can like keep one of the lower initiative ships alive. They all need to sort of be able to take care of themselves and not I mean, die immediately. I mean, I mean, Lurier's fine. You give what? You give Lurier Lone Wolf. And you just I mean, stick her out but there? would we want to keep them like near? Wouldn't we want to keep them kind of nearish because they need to be at range three of? Oh, they have to be at range Morna. two of Gar Saxon. Oh, that's right. No, range um, three of Gar Saxon, but that's still like range three, range three is pretty big, but like. That's a small band to basically be like, I'm at range three of Garset, range three thing, but like not range two of anything. Like it's a little tough, right? Yeah. It's like the flexibility um, is like useful, but not that useful, right? Um weirdly enough, uh I Yeah. Um uh, maybe elusive. you know what? Squad it's a like... squad leader would be hilarious. A squad leader? <laughs> Oh Jesus, dude! We are who really need, cooking now. Targeting... Yeah, no, no. So, who needs a targeting computer? 
just um, coordinate well no so you can't damn it you can't coordinate an extra token up to morna or rack because the two things that you'd want to do are coordinate the lock and coordinate the reinforce which you can't do with squad leader sad wait wait wait, wait why, because why? you because you have to have it on the action bar oh that's leader. right and so Luru doesn't have access to reinforce or lock or, or a lock and if you take yeah. the lock you lose you lose access to squad leader oh no well you know countdown has a bunch of points available oh gosh if we took counternets off we could definitely put it on on countdown no but he no, needs no, you don't want to he doesn't want to get stressed you, you can't you can't stress, you can't stress him ah the play testing uh, works <laughs> so i like see i like uh Okay. I like the Connernet countdown. Okay, yeah. We're gonna stick with the Connernet countdown because that's that's I would like say... close. Oh man, you could take Ruthless Disciplined for the Oh you know they should all have Ruthless, actually. If they if they have a spot, they should all take Ruthless. Yeah. Because like Morna's jamming in at range one, right? I, I like Morna. Uh also you have Deathfire, who can who is very fast and can go up and get blocks trying to you know, get aggressive with the counternet. Yeah. I honestly like Ruthless on Morna as well. Yeah. They just shoot each other. They don't... Yep. They don't... Um, Wait, Morna has room for counternets too? <laughs> so, uh, how much... Wait, hold up. How much is Mach Jirgerod? Oh, wait, hold on. Uh, uh, is... No, 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 the, the crew. Crew? crew. Oh, probably not crew. that much. Jirgerod seven, seven. Oh, oh. I mean, we can just we can just take off Tiber Saxon. I would, yeah, I, I dropped Tiber Saxon. System phase, system phase boost. Drop the Connernet. Oh man, that's dirty. That is. Uh, then yeah. we just agile here, which yeah. is good. I mean, well, unless you wanted to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Skill bombardier Morna. Yeah. No one ever saw this coming. Oh gosh, that's also funny, I but not like not right. So not either, not on Connernets. It was something else though. That would be funny. Uh, so it's either uh, skill bombardier Connor. Uh, so it's skill bombardier delayed fuses, or it's agile and uh, e baffle. Baffle or tech scramble. Tech scramble is actually not legitimately not irrelevant here. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could get it to use. I, I I like e-baffle for when you need to. E-baffle is more reliable. More I I agree. And then obviously title, right? Yeah. Man, so it this just feels is... bad looking at Lorier's loadout, and we're gonna give her two points max out of six between ruthless and darting computer. Oh, I don't worry about that. I don't worry about that. Oh yeah. I mean, that's all he needs, right? I mean, I mean yeah, I mean, that's pretty. That's pretty much yeah. I mean, what would else would we give him? Right, that's the thing. Right, there's nothing. Doesn't need discipline? anything else. Discipline to like help generate locks. <sighs> but like, even then, you're going to stress yourself a lot unless you take uh, sensitive controls. I mean, that's actually not terrible, right? Yeah, I I, I like sensitive controls on the rear. Yeah, being able to do those bendy rolls in system is yeah pretty fun. Um. I don't, know. I don't think we honestly need anything on 
on him. I mean, maybe maybe enduring just to like stop grits, but like I don't hate that. Um, I don't know. It like I I, I generally like Lurier. Uh, sorry, uh, I like uh, Lone Wolf on those three pointers, um, where sure. they can just like sort of be on by themselves. But that's not what this list wants. This list wants everyone working together. Well, okay. So so thing is, I kind of like. I kind of like going back to Ruthless because um, I kind of like going back to Ruthless because no, actually, you know what? Let's go with Lone Wolf. Lone Wolf is fine. So here's what we do, right? We either, mm-hmm. like, we can put, we can set up lower for Frank because there's no flanker in this list right now, right? If they yeah. want to go after low rear, the whole list gets to shoot, like, aggressively for several turns, right? And clusters mm-hmm. with Rhymer being ignored is very bad for him, right? Um, yep. and then Laurier, and if they don't engage Laurier, Laurier can like go fast and just get around, right? Yep. Like, f- like boost into four straight, like is like a really good way to adjust, right? Mm-hmm. So I think this is fine. I think we can go like that. I think it looks really good. Uh, we still have more I, points I on like countdown that. too. Uh, yeah. Um, countdown's not done either. <laughs> Unironically, crack shot on an i four, isn't bad. It's not good though either. Uh, no. So weirdly enough, I kind of actually still want to do squad leader. But you're uh, you, like countdown's the one guy you don't want to stress, it's and true. you've got no way to remove that stress. It's true. I. It's true. You're not wrong. It's just, it's just like, like he's just the best target. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, no, maybe, it, maybe, no, maybe it's actually, you know. I mean, I think, I think discipline is pretty good. Yeah, just, just in case good. one of those other guys dies quickly. Yeah. Um, and you're not okay. gonna like want to stress yourself unless they're shooting at you. So like, yeah. if they're shooting at you, they're less likely to be killing other people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. So you can probably get some good value out of that. Yeah. Um, oh, right. Tiber. Tiber. Tiber on countdown. Does Tiber fit? Uh, drop, drop this one. Put Tiber. There you go. Now you have now you have Tiber shooting first with countdown. Then you go yes. to Rhymer. Then you go to Morna. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, see Tiber fits in the list. We just okay. You want to get really? Shit. You want to get really stupid now? Squad leader, Deathfire up to four as well. <laughs> Up to four? Yeah, you squad leader deathfire up to four, so everyone can shoot before Morna. And so You mean swarm? Lurier's I three. Oh. Okay, never mind. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, that was a terrible idea. <laughs> I got excited for a second. I was like, ooh, I mean, did I? Yeah, I mean I mean the thing about Deathfire is that he does get an it snipe a lot. Um Yeah. So if you want if you want to drop Tiber for Swarm Tactics. No, no, no. Tiber is the Tiber is definitely the play. I just thought I could get, make everyone four, but I forgot that Lurier is three. I was like, yeah, that's... Yeah. We're back to the original plan, which is... Yeah, just, ha- just have right. a flank. Yeah. Okay, so this this now, this comment is for the for the viewers, right? We've just been in the zone for like five minutes, right? Like this, mm-hmm. this how this list came together is I came up with a concept, which is like Gar Saxon on a Decimator. I think there's, there's some juice there, right? We're going to squeeze the juice out. And then we came together and what would we decide we wanted... Well, okay, we wanted a bunch of I-4 ships or lower, good ones. Uh, and then we went to as many ships as possible. That makes sense. 
and then and then we 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 figured out some obnoxious combo that works to like and now we've now the now the 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 idea has formed together right we get we use bombs uh and the fact that the bombs are like control pieces as well to lock in a ship and then we just nuke them to death after that with all of our free mods right especially one mm -hmm. of them having cluster missiles because double tapping very good actually rhymer with clusters and ion this like this this rhymer build i think just slaps anyways i like yeah. this so much more than barrage it's a three-pointer it's actually really good right um yeah uh, but with the, with this all of this like clusters with free focus tokens because like the problem i have with with cluster missiles most of the time is that you cannot get good mods on the second shot right correct and this yep. way at least you're getting something right um, because so, you're going to get the calculate. Yeah. yeah, so so you focus for Rhymer's action. You yes. then get the feedback ping off of the Deathfire Proton Bomb that he launched. Yeah. So yes. you're going to get lock. So you have lock, focus, and then Morgan's going to roll up and lock someone. So then you have, you have lock, focus for two shots and a calc somewhere in there. Well, two, technically um, calc for both shots, right? Because it's both attacks. It's only... Yeah, but you you're attacking two separate ships, right? You're not attacking the same ship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. That's that's yeah. true. So you that's get a, you get a calc mod shooting at whoever and a focus at, and then yeah, you yeah. have yes, yeah, so you you could like go lock calc into that guy and focus into another, yeah, or yeah. you just roll well and you have like like yeah. or you could lock focus one guy and calc the other, yeah. like or, you have or, three mods, yeah, yeah, shots, yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's just it's not bad. It's especially. Just Especially mm -hmm. if countdown is shooting first and constrain yeah. some people for you. Mm -hmm. Although, oh man, it just it just feels bad that countdown can't lock. So he like, it's okay. Do you, do you want? Well, I, I'd rather have the double mods there, so you lock and then you have the calc thanks to Gar Saxon. Otherwise, so you want to take the like, Connor and it's I'd go to ion bombs. Sure. I and, mean, and then and then computer. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Like, okay, we're uh, yeah. now we're optimizing, right? Because we're thinking about the strategy, right? Like, I love this, right? So, I, I think that's good. We already have two Connor nets in the list. We actually yep. don't need three. Three is Widmore, right? Yeah, right. So, I, mm -hmm. I agree with that. I think Ion Bombs is a great way to like get additional value out, right? In fact, I would go as far as to say it's like maybe we run, we're running Seismics or Concussion Bombs instead of Ion to just do more damage too. Yeah. Well, if we run Seismics, then we have an extra point on Countdown. Um, so, we can go... Uh, we can throw Ruthless on Countdown. Yeah. Now there it's we go. Now, All right. now more offensive offensive damage, right? Yep. That looks dope, right? Yeah, the ion torps and two Connor nets. Yeah, that should lock out something, and then you yeah. have two seismic charges. Yes, which can effectively clear ways for Morna in the end game because Morna, yes. like, you know, like you're running I four and below, you're not going to really have like a super AC ship yeah. in the end. So it's just like, what's the best scenario? Or just well, opening up space against Han, right? Yeah. Um. And like Morna with Agile, just like being able to just you know in the open space freely shoot at people with yeah. knots, I think it's fine. Yeah, this is a dope list, I think. Right? Ah, I like it. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna save this sucker.
Uh, crispy one. Okay. All right. Do you have a, a spicy idea that you want to, like, in percolating in the back of your mind that you want to bring forward? Because otherwise... Right, let's go to CIS. Okay, let's we're going to CIS. CIS. All right, all right. We're going to CIS. Um, so, I, I, I've been building a lot in Scum, and it's sort of been trickling over to CIS. Mm -hmm. Um, So, we're going to throw T81 out there. Uh, uh, Tri-Fighter T81. Okay. I have a lot of experience with the TS. Uh, the build a build a strategic course on one. Okay. The real man. Um, yeah. we're gonna take Volan Das. Okay. So I have a lot of experience with Tri Fighters as well because, like, um, uh, Perry Lau, one of the locals here, he flies it. Well, he flew it a lot, so like we were doing a lot of testing with it, right? Mm -hmm. So I super like the interceptor. Like this Volan Das is like ironic. Unironically, really like scary. I think it's good. Um, so I do this usually. Uh, we are, uh, we're gonna add another tri fighter. We're gonna add Siege of Coruscant 307, uh, 347. Okay, also good. Show. Um, and we are going to give Volin, uh, overtuned modulators, uh, marksmanship, and shield upgrade. Okay, all right. So now rolling into that first engagement, Volan is going to be sort of a calculate bank for three, four, seven as they're able to roll in and use those mods together, which sort of frees up Volan. Oh, I get lock. what you're saying. Wait, can and he three, four, seven. Oh, he takes he takes. Yes. So uh the ship that you're taking calculates from is not required to have network calculates. Oh. So Volan can just hold the three calculates by himself. Use them for himself on offense, or share them over to three, four, seven for offense. Wow, offense. that's a dirty combo, my my man. That is a very dirty combo. Okay, um, so we've got the tri fighter, the tri fighter pancake sandwich. All right, yes. what are we, what uh, are we building the rest of this list out of? So that's pretty, like that's the core. Yeah, that's sort of what I want. And I've been messing around with a couple things here and there around it. Uh, okay. I've messed with throwing in a flacker fock. At four, and then taking Captain Seer and Kraken, okay, for the remaining two ships, um, because I think if you're gonna run Tri Fighters, you need some sort of support to make sure that they don't sort of evaporate. Um, well, Overtune sort of does that for the first. I, yeah, I don't. I don't um, think we need more than Overtune. I think that Overtune. So first of all, there's a bunch of ships that are gonna come in and not see this combo, right? And they're going to be like, oh, I can, I can, it's just a tri-fighter, I'm going to delete it. And they're like, oh, um, these, these tri-fighters can just roll up and evade, right? And then, and you're like, ah, well, shit, okay, right? Um, mm -hmm. Contingency Protocol also really good, because, like, if they, one of them does die, the other one gets to just get a free lock, right? Um, and yeah. they're low enough or initiative like, that it's not a big deal, right? Yeah, um, um, although I, I feel like it's very silly to fly off. CIS list without Dirge. I think he's probably one of the best sort of value pieces in the faction. Um well, let's let's leave him out for now because I mean we're we're cooking here. We got We're we cooking, right? So like let's we know that those four points are available to us, right? But right now we have nine points and so the the, the world is our oyster and we can come up with some mm -hmm. with some really juicy stuff, right? right. So, so if, if we're assuming that those three are going to be off because like generally you want um like Volan and three four seven are fine together and T eighty one's a fantastic flanker. 
So you just need another sort of like heavy hitting piece that can sort of punish people if they go after uh, anyone else. I, ooh, some fact, eh? <laughs> I, uh, you know, first of all, I know this is going to speak to you. In, gonna, in the Han plus Arcs meta, it's going to speak to you because uh, it's going to speak to you because because um, uh, it's 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 really it's really jumping in on this like kind of AC kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so the the build that I usually pick is uh, so we get it in snare. Uh, we go do the um, Gravatic, I believe. Where's Gravatic? Uh, it's four points. Oh, is it? It's a mod, right? It's in red. It's in red. Huh? Uh, no, it's a talent. It's a talent. Oh, okay. I, I saw you go past yeah. it. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Yeah, it's red because hey. I don't own a. I don't own an Antec. I don't own any of these mm. ships. Um, yeah. So, um, Gravatic and Snare. Uh, you can also. Um, and then you just get marksmanship, I guess, right? Um, I think targeting computer is oh, yeah, sure. That's fine. That's fair. That's for. a fair point. Targeting computer is good. It, right? It's it's jam protection, and it's a lock yes. when you want it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I think you can go actually. Uh, protector. This is a. This, Ooh, I'm getting protectors. really weird and spicy now. Yeah. So you do the synced right? It also work with the rest of your list, right? Because of the sync also works off of Volandas, right? Yeah. So depending on how you want to approach, you can protect either of them. But Volandas, the Magna Guard can mainly protect Sunfac, right? Mm-hmm. Um, by providing an additional evade result. Yep. So, yeah. hear me out. We protect Sunfac yeah. by providing more tractor tokens. Yeah. And this is where we drop that four pointer and we put in Chertik. Okay. Sure. Uh, and now your list has uh, 19 total health. Uh, you, throw, you throw in there, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For, yeah. yeah. 18 health. Not a lot of health, but... Not a lot of health, but... Not a lot of health, but lots of tokens... Lots of tokens to share. I don't know if I prefer... So, okay. So, actually, ironically, I think it might be Sunfat goes and Chertek stays. Weirdly enough. Ooh, what five-pointer would you put in there? I don't know. I don't know. But, like, I actually like the idea. Because, you know, this this ship, first of all, you can protect it. It can just be defensive coming, coming in. It's four points, so it's not as much of a liability. It's got the rerolls if it really wants it, right? Within Snare, it's, like, still really good. Right, um, you don't. I mean, like it's the most likely to kill, but then that means that you let your your tri fighters like disengage freely for the rest of the game, which is kind of nice as well. And then Sunfax yeah. is a big target on its back, so um, either you could go a three point and a two point, which is not bad in this faction, or if we want to find a five pointer, actually, what five pointers do we have? So there's there's some interesting five pointers. Uh, if if we really want to cook, we bring out 066. We're really cooking, huh? Um, like, I mean, if you want, if you want to help the, I mean, this guy calculates. 
He does calculate. He can get he in there. He can does. help. You know what? You know what? You know what we're missing? Extra health. You know what? Um, let's let's cook some more. Let's cook some I, more. I like it. I like it. Unfortunately, 066 does not allow us to put a um, uh, what's Back it called? Up. A kraken or something like that. Because that yeah, would be really. gross. Um, um, this is stupid. <laughs> this I, is... I like Hondo a lot. If we're trying to go for a Hondo character, uh, carrier, uh, 047 to 3.8 HMP is a fantastic uh, Hondo carrier. Uh, I1, you get full information on the field. So you yeah. can see who's stressed, who's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we uh, love jams, right? <laughs> we love jams. We absolutely love jams. Um, although, if there's one, if there's a tech here that you want to work in specifically to help out the tri fighters, um, let's take Savage on 066. Right, because it's a free, it's a, it's free, a free, token. free token. Yeah. Yep. So while they're, you know, they can barrel roll into Red Evade, and then you can throw up a fo like you know, throw uh, a focus token up to them as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is again better for survivability, right? Correct. Um, also, the way that the timing works. So I I, I figured this out um, some time ago. The timing with Volan, you actually receive the stress. Um while you're doing your maneuver which means that you can have someone with savage um you do your red maneuver you get mm -hmm. the stress token savage hands you a focus token because you received the stress and then volan uses his ability to remove the stress and then take his perform action step why does this large base ship have barrel roll <laughs> oh it's crazy i don't, I don't know why he does that why the infiltrator out of all ships has it yeah i wish i had a way to get coordinate onto this ship other than from Savage because that would actually be nuts uh, I think you can take pre-Vizsla at 9 but it's like you're just paying for a white coordinate yeah yeah um, although I think it is criminal that 066 does not have the title oh yeah, yeah having he him doesn't cloak, he can't cloak having, oh, like, having him like support and cloak like I don't hate that as a 5 point ship in certain scenarios where it's just like I need to survive and I need to support and it's just like it's assault I'm just gonna sit here and let the tri fighters and I'm gonna let Churchick just go out and shoot things yeah I just want to evaluate some three plus two options because obviously like best boy uh iron assembler is available mm -hmm. at two points right yeah um which is always a good one and then putting something like um I don't know DS404 maybe? Yeah, 404 and 32C are both uh, the Siege of Coruscant are both good options. One, you trigger more contingency protocols when you get there. Yeah. Uh, and two, both of those ships want to lock which helps trigger 347. Yeah. Uh, however, um, I I would almost... I, I, I put 047 in so many of my lists um, okay. for um, uh, the HMP. Uh, he also specifically uh, emboldens 347 because every round 047 gets, um, sorry, he gets his lock out there when yeah. he attacks. And then 347 just locks onto that target every turn. And it's a free lock that you will always have out there. 347 will always have someone that you can lock. And yeah. then if you throw Hondo on 347, I'm sorry, Hondo on 047, 
you jam three four seven every turn. Three four seven will lose his lock that he has on the ship that O four seven has locked. Start of engagement gets it back. So as long as three four seven is keeping his lock out there, thanks to O four seven, if he doesn't have to like if he spends it, then like he's using it on offense. That's good. So it's free. But he coordinate. always has a place to. Yeah. He always has a place to reacquire a lock, which yeah. means that you always have a, a someone that you can jam every round. One you need to coordinate. Right. Okay. So we're so this is the cooking. Mm -hmm. This is the cooking. Okay. Iron Assembler just puts um I don't know, energy shell charges is fine. Yeah. I mean the Discord missiles is, is hilarious, but I think it's energy shell charges. Uh I mean Discord any calc or energy shell mini fail safe. Either is good. I don't yeah. hate it. I think I think most people are taking O eighty one in that slot just because of the two extra points and the i3 because you can take energy shell and indie calc um yeah but iron assembler just doesn't die if you unless you focus fire it or you get unlocked. Uh, yeah uh, uh, unless he dies to two shots if he doesn't die to two shots he does not die yeah yeah um oh and also actually weirdly enough wait am i wrong here I thought for? he had access to ind oh, independence two points. Never mind. Yes, it went up. Ugh, it's okay, yeah. that's fine. Yeah, it's sad. That's fine. That's fine. There are other ships with uh, there are other ships with a ca with calculate tokens that I can steal from. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, yeah. this seems yeah. Tri fine. Triple try, triple try fighter as your base, and then from there you just have a supporting cast. Yes. This is fine. I like this because, um, well, this droid gunship is like obnoxious to kill. It's got like good like jamming and helping things, right? Yep. Um, also, like Hondo, like unironically, is great against Luke. <laughs> like, yeah. it's like you you give like, oh, let me let me coordinate Han. Like, what's Han gonna do other than focus, right? Oh no, he evades. Like he evades or like oh, oh, oh he takes a lock. Well, he could already like do that like yeah. han's already gonna get three result we don't care about han right so it's like but then if luke can't get a target lock that's super bad right yeah uh i like this i like this is this is this is funny um uh or for seven hondo or do we want to do um kraken because he can also take kraken which then just supplies galax but what what were you thinking? I want to do something more spicy. All right. <laughs> I want to go even, uh, even spicier. Okay, actually, this is funny because this is the non-spicy option, which is just put Grievous here. <laughs> yeah. It's a, this is the non-spicy yeah. option. Just put Grievous in. But so the question is. Are the having the two ships better or having like a proper flanker better? Because Grievous, if you put these four ships on one side and you put Grievous on the other side, it's very, very bad for the opponent to try to like, to try to like deal um, with this. I mean, I would put T eighty because T eighty one has outmaneuver. Like I like I like T eighty one and Grievous both as a pair of flankers, and then you have the other ships somewhere in the middle, mm -hmm. and like your opponent can either to like let one of those flankers sort of come around sure um 
or they just have to like engage the tri-fighters head-on which i think they'll do but like if they engage the tri-fighters head-on they are then ignoring both flankers um although once again if we're trying to like if we're trying to like like make the list more serious and then make it more spicy the more serious thing is you just replace trick with dirge and then you have dirge grievous and three tri-fighters and that just seems all right i mean you have the spicy tri-fighters um but then you have grievous dirge as like your down to earth like core of cis yeah um and it's just like you know td1 and grievous flank 347 volan flat the middle dirge i mean i don't find someone to line up across i don't hate this either i think that the no i i think this is i think that i think this is a good list yeah this is this is Um, uh, i mean playable at the very least yeah I mean, the issue the issue is that these guys get steamrolled by Han because Tri Fighters cannot keep up with Bistan. I like it's it's a good list for a different meta, which is why you need, which is why we need Hondo. Exactly, we need to be able to jam. So, one of those folks so it's them. not well. Okay, well, let's keep Durgin because Durgin is just rock solid, right? Other than Tech, right? But. Mm-hmm. But like going back to uh, what was it the HMP, right? Yeah. Uh, with Hondo, this is. <gasps> the... Oh wait a second! Hold up. Do we need more jam? Drop dirge. Oh, what are we doing? We're putting in sock Dooku. And now we have an <laughs> I five jam. Yeah. Okay. And now we're running double jam, and now we can keep up with Han. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is obnoxious. <laughs> this is because Sokdoku also is like it punches, which is I'm oh he very, like he hits insanely hard. He's very good for that. Um mm-hmm. and then O four seven is very obnoxious because yeah. um yeah. This is this is really this is a list, man. Yeah, Vol- Volin T eighty one three four seven as your tri fighter core, and then mm-hmm. you have O four seven and Han- and O four seven with Hondo, and then Sock Dooku to just jam them up. Yes. Yes. Man, that looks fun. This um this one's this one's juicy too, man. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna that- save this one and I'm gonna send this to my. Brand Perry. Gotcha. Because uh he will want to play this one. All right. We're just gonna keep that. All right. All right, let's go to um let's go to scum now. Cause it's because resistance has stuff, rebels mm-hmm. has stuff. I mean there's there's all this stuff to cook. Like if if we once we're done with scum, I actually want to go back to rebels and build a list with that without Han and without Luke. And then let's see where Ooh. we can go, right? But yeah, but but scum, right? Scum. Here's where I want to start with the base off, right? Because I actually think, I think that this, this is this is I think this is a very interesting base to start with. So my thought process is, uh, the Sirisu defensive reroll, unironically, um, if you have the right composition of your list will basically act like um uh pre-meta like uh just un- unkillable like ships so if we make a six mm-hmm. ship list we're sirisu right 
that is like yep. mostly objective focused, right? And not worried about mm -hmm. doing damage with a bunch of high and low initiative ships. I feel like we can make something work. Yep. That's my thesis. Um, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like that. It's just the, the issue is we have to kill something. It, like, like staying alive is great. You got to kill something. And in order for Sarasu to help out on that end, she needs support. She needs she needs a good upgrade composition, and she needs support. So here's what here's what I'm thinking, and we're gonna take Dace in the Hawk. Okay, we always take Dace. That's just the the default. We always take Dace. Best, good, good. Best right. ship in the best ship in the board. faction right now. Uh, right. Do you do the Lando crew? Give him. Uh, no, we are Seamless? going to give him Gamut Key. Gamut Key. All right, all right. Uh, eight points. It's expensive. Yeah, okay. Um, and then you can take like elusive on them or something like that. Um, anything defensive or like contraband or um Oh wait, no, no, this whatever is you wrong. need. This is yeah. it's probably it's probably contraband. Um so but you know uh about the Lando thing, right? Yeah, Lando with Dace. Lando Dace is thing. gross. Yes. Cause you can yeah. do I mean it's good. You have double mods. Um however the yeah. important thing is to get Sirisu her double mods, specifically her double mod defense and her offense if she needs it. Right. So you can essentially save a focus token on Sirisu for the first engage with Gamut, and then mm -hmm. eventually you will just have people around to save extra tokens on, or you know you can get the three mm -hmm. focuses and save it on yourself. Okay. Oh, I unironically. Um... If we're gonna go this route, then we can just build a five ship list. Like this is this could just be a resistance five ship, but with uh scum. With scum? Okay. Like we could go this red as well, right? Same kind of concept. Yeah. But it's just more like it's just more tanky, right? Mandalorian. Yeah. Ours are stupid. Um They're so stupid. So funny enough, if we want to save Lando crew for a better ship that can take it, uh put them on CAD. CAD Bane? In the, CAD Bane. Uh, Cad Bane with Lando crew actually does fairly well. From like I, I I've I've tested Cad a little bit with Lando crew. Um, it's not it's not bad. This is I don't not... I don't hate him. This, has, is of of this is a definition of cooking. This is a definition of cooking. He has lots of points that he can work with. He can take overtuned. He can take we synced. We're done. Yep, there it is. We're done. Synced overtuned Lando Kaidal. This Cad Bane. This ten. This Cad Bane punches. I don't hate this either. Good health. Good punch. Uh, okay, so we just do this. <laughs> oh yeah, Mando Royal Guard. Yeah. If you're in the attack arc, you may gain a deplete token, a strain token. If you do, uh, defend one result to... Yeah. I mean, the pilot ability is blank, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, because it helps medium-based ships. I forgot. It, it has to be a non. It has to be a non-small yeah. ship. Okay, so we'll do Joy Rekhoff in Catsolus then. I mean, Fang Fighters rock solid too, right? Um, I mean, when they have defensive rerolls, yeah, you just gotta hope that it pays off. You get into range one. Um, these guys have Mando optics, right? Oh, that's yeah, mod, it's a mod. It? Yeah. Oh no, not optics. We want Mescar first, and then we want. Oh optics. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Oh, but Joy wants a gets... missile. Shit. Um. A torpedo, I mean. Yeah. I'd feel really scary not putting. Like, Joy Best really gone? wants. Yeah. Best, like, really wants the torpedo, the lock, so she can ion. But. Eh. Wait, All right. Um, wait, wait, wait. So what if we do tour fun instead? Hmm. I would actually. I'd rather drop Cad. I'd rather keep Joy. Okay. I mean, that's fine. If uh, if we're trying to go, if we're trying to go, go that I'm route. not. I'm uh, not mad about that because this is damage output, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not mad about that. This uh, stick to the plan. You're right. Stick to the plan. Um, um tour. Uh, shield Beskar. Shield do Beskar. not die. That is your plan. Do not yep. die. Yep. I like it. Um, and then Sirsu has more points. Um, sure does. I just put a tractor beam on there. That's all I did. I, I like the tractor beam because with Gamut, you can hold the focus on Sirsu and then yeah. you can have lock. And then with lock focus, you can then pull people into range one. Uh I think if you're well, not just that, but like I think that if you're um if you're shooting four shots behind, right? I think the tractor token becomes value, right? So you need yeah. you need at least three you at least you need at least three shots behind for it to be at least break even and then four mm -hmm. shots behind if you want it to be like value add, right? And in this case I think it is. And I think in this case most of the ships would be focus firing together anyways. So tractor mm -hmm. beam becomes valuable. Um, um I would in that case. So in those mm -hmm. in those matchups where you are not going like there are a lot of large bases out there, right? And if you yeah. aren't able to tractor them, you want to be able to hurt them harder. Yeah. Um, I would take plasma torps here on Sirisu in the plasma. weapon hardpoint. So now, so now you have plasma. You have plasma tractor. So yeah. depending on whether you are going after like arcs early on, or going after Han, or going after any other small base, you have flexibility in those weapons. Yeah. And Gamut provides your focus, so if you need to lock for the Plasma Torp, you can go for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or if you need to do, like, a scenario action or, or anything, you still have a single modded tractor beam. Yeah, yeah. This is good. This is good. So, yeah, tractor beam and Plasma Torpedoes and Sirisu. Uh Alright, so I'm going to do this, like, because we've been going hard. I want to just make sure I overview all the lists so that anyone who's listening can, like, kind of know what we're doing, right? Yeah. So this scum list, up. which is named Crispy3, uh, this list is Sarasu with Tractor Beam, Munitions, Failsafe, and Plasma Torpedoes, which is essentially, uh, hey, uh, all of my defensive rolls get rerolls, I have elusive on all my ships, and I'm going to hit you like a truck. Then Dace Bonearm with Gamut Key Contraband, I'm going to give tokens out or prevent people from losing tokens and also hit like a truck. Uh, Dace Bone Arm's ability is kind of silly. Um, uh, especially with Tractor Beam. Um, anyways. Actually, no, wait. No, it's not relevant here. Yeah, I it doesn't work. With, it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. You technically have Ion Torpedoes on Joy. So if you really yeah, yeah. need to Ion, Ion someone, you can't. I mean, I mean, honestly, I mean, honestly, like the range two or three shot, it might be actually valuable to do that, right? Yeah. Um, uh, like ioning Han is not. The focus the, for you. Yeah, like unironically, like like 
chewing an iron torpedo into Han is not the worst thing in the world, especially if you can guarantee like two additional tokens, right? Yep. Um, okay, Cad Bane with uh, sync laser cannon overtune modulators, Lano Calrissian. Again, this is a hit hard. Uh, additional calculate tokens with overtune plus using Lando for rerolls means that Cad Bane is doing double modded. Torfun, Beskar Shield. Um, it's just a solid ship that double sh double taps if you kill a ship. And since he's one of the last ships to shoot, is in fact the last ship to shoot, um, that means it's yeah. really good. And then Joey Rykoff on Torpedoes and Beskar Reinforced Plating. This list is actually kind of funny because Sirisu is kind of like Jess, except also has like an, uh, like an, an area effect, right? Mm -hmm. The rest of the ships are all kind of independently doing double mods, right? Like CAD... Yeah. Um, uh, uh, and then, yeah, yeah, like CAD double mods on his own and then Joy Rakoff and Torfun, like they don't double mod, but they're also like really solid on their own without having to mm -hmm. need anything special. And then Dace is like, you know, just really, it's an X-Wing with like calculates that are, that he's passing out. So it's like, it's like an X-Wing with M9G8, right? Um, yeah. so this is resistance, this is resistance five basically in scum i mean yeah it's just a whole bunch of ships that i mean it's three die guns across the board which i think yeah. is like very solid and nothing in here is like like nothing chassis wise is explicitly bad uh seriously is probably the worst with like the low health but three mm -hmm. green dice and her ability like not at i5 not kind of like irrelevant even though the dial on the dial is not great on the M9 and the M3A interceptor. Um, yeah, but otherwise, kind of a it, this seems fine. This seems very playable, right? Into the field, right? Mm -hmm. uh, okay, I'm gonna roll back and we're gonna talk about the CIS list that we built, which was Fallen Doss, Marksmanship, Overtune Modulator, Shield Upgrade, um, the T, uh, DIS uh, T81, the uh, the Coruscant version. And then DIS-347, the Coruscant version. And the, the special combo, as Christian pointed out, was that Volandas can use Overtune to give free calculates to both of the other Tri-Fighters, making them very tanky on the initial engagement. Uh, then we have the DGS-047 with Hondo to just basically Hondo everything, uh, which is, you know, Hondo doing Hondo things, which is the best. And then Count Dooku, the SOC version, uh, to have a second jam and also to hit like a truck, because the Dooku um, Coruscant version is very good. And then finally, all the way back to Empire, uh, Morna Key, Ruthless, Gar Saxon, Moff Yerjrod, Agile Gunner, Connor Nets, and Electronic Baffle with the title. And then Countdown, Ruthless, Tiber Saxon, Seismic Charges, Targeting Computer, Lieutenant Lorir, Lone Wolf, Targeting Computer, Sensitive Controls, Deathfire, uh, which is the, um, the expansion version, and then Major Rhymer, Feedback Ping, Ion Torpedoes, Cluster Missiles, Seismic Charges. This is bombs all day, double modded shots all day, and um, Gar Saxon providing free calculates for the entire squad. Um, we've created three lists that are, none of these are meta lists. Uh, I think they're all good. I mean, put them on the board, but I would not... If I had these lists and I and I was had them in front of me and I was going to put them into a tournament, I would not feel terrible about my chances. I think, right? Yeah. Um, 
it like there's definitely better lists out there but it's not like you're bringing a bad list i mean it, it depends on whether you've tested it or not um yeah. so d- just to let you in one of my biggest pet peeves in x-wing is yes. when people tell me that i that i'm flying a bad list but i'm yes. only doing well because of my skill yes i i got this i got a lot of that at worlds i got okay. a lot of that for flying fun police people told okay. me chris you're flying a bad list um you would do much better if you just flew whatever x is flying or like right. whatever i said that you want to fly right um like i hear i hear comments where it's like oh he's handicapping himself you know wait until he brings a good list to a tournament and we'll see what he does i think it's very uh, i don't know i, I want to say condescending to what you know you think is good and like just like sort of putting down my ability to you know create these looks like we're having fun and we're finding all of these cool combos that we can enjoy putting on mm-hmm. the board and it mm-hmm. just feels really bad when i'm having fun list building and then i'm going out and i'm playing well with it and i'm enjoying myself and someone tells me hey man uh you're like this list is bad i hate to tell you well, go find something else i think i think that there's so some people have those opinions. So I mean the short answer is just ignore those people because like it's I mean, not yeah. it's not a constructive it's not a constructive uh feedback. And so if even if it even if it's true, it's not helping you out, so you can just ignore them, right? Like they're not they're not providing anything relevant to the conversation because they're also not right, telling yeah. you why it's a bad list, right? They're not they're yeah. not defending their point because if they were defending the point, you probably wouldn't fly it anymore. Like if they were actually giving you a good reason why it wasn't flyable, right? Um, so the the thing is, is I think that that sentiment of of just fly a good list, just fly a meta list, like something that was proven offense, a proven quality, um, doesn't give you, doesn't consider that the type of player that you are is counter counter meta. Right, so you like to fly lists that directly respond to or have a way to interact with the meta in a way that gives you an advantage, right? Mm. And so, the concept of a the concept of like of you're not flying a good list is kind of irrelevant because good list is relative to what's on the what's in the field, right? As mm. we are all know, and so if you're picking a list that is specifically designed to handle what the perceived meta is, right? That is inherently more difficult than just picking the metal list and getting good at it, right? Because it requires additional like insight into like what we expect people to fly and what are the what are the what are the picks against that? Rather than like, mm-hmm. I know this is a top list, so I'm just gonna be able to I just fly it extremely well and I should be able to handle the board. I, I can handle all comers, whatever the and that's the that's the struggle, right? So people yeah. I always feel like people who make that argument are people who are in the camp of fly what's determining the meta. Because if you are the if you your individual skill is able to hold you, you can hold out to the end with what you've got because it's the known quantity, it's the solid choice and the more reliable option. But that's not your style of of flying, right? And not mm-hmm. your style of yep. play. So like, of course you're not going to pick that. It's, I'm the same way. Like I could fly metalists and do well with them, but the my style of well, to to be fair against me, my style of playing is to fly Poe. 
but but I but like my choice of flying is to pick lists that are counter meta things that like specifically counter meta. That's why the way I build lists is around like well what's in the meta and how how do I deal with what's in there or flying something super interesting, right? Mm -hmm. And then yeah. whether those advantages give you like true value or not is kind of dependent out of testing, right? Because like if you can say like oh well you know this list beats Han like you know seventy five percent of the time, right? Uh, and then also handles the field and it's like not any many people prepared for it. That's a great counter pick, right? It's a great counter pick, right? Is it good? Again, if it wins tournaments, then yes, it is, right? Do you, like mm -hmm. my po list is technically undefeated. Do I think it's a good list? No, but it keeps winning, so it's a good list, right? Like, um, yep. And the thing is that like the my po list gives me an extreme sense of insecurity as I fly because it's like I can make the margin for error is very very slim. Right. But the edge I have on all the lists is really good. Right. So as long as I don't mess up ever, I can keep winning. Right. Which is a very terrible feeling to go into a tournament with. It's like, oh, but and and most people will probably think like, yeah, that's not a like that. That's a maybe it's a good list, but not like a, you know, the top tier list. Right. And so it's like, yeah, I know that. But that's not the point. The point is, is that people are not prepared to fly against it, or if you know, if they are prepared, they're like I have more experience against the matchup than they do, right? And then I can come up with little margins to win that they can't find, right? So yeah, I don't like that's why. So that's a long-winded way to say like just ignore that those comments because those people who are saying that either fundamentally don't understand the thing that you're trying to do, right, um, or they just don't believe in the idea of a counter pick, right? Which is very boring. <laughs> Uh, when it comes to like determining a meta, because that is literally how a meta gets stale. Is if no one comes up with counter picks, then the meta doesn't shift. And two point five is proven very consistently through its short period of time that metas within a within a within a points change have shifted several times because of these counter picks coming becoming viable. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, realistically, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean right. that that's why it's a that's why it's a pet peeve. I mean that like yeah. like it's annoying that they don't, you know, sort of respect the time that I put into this, the thought that I put into this, and then they'll see when they're wrong when I, you know, go and win stuff with it. It's fine. Sure. I mean, look, like if we're if we're being real, respect is not a a thing that exists in the X Wing community to any like <laughs> real significant degree. Um Nobody respects anyone when it comes to play. We all think we're the best, and all of our opinions oh, are God. are the best. So, yeah. uh, if, and if we you didn't come from my think tank. You're bad. You're trash. Well, not you're not wrong. even that. If you don't, if your opinion of the game doesn't doesn't line up, if your opinion lines up with my opinion, you you have clearly of sound mind and extremely good value. And if your opinion deviates from mine, you're the worst player in the world. And I'm sorry, but you're yeah. just bad at the game, right? That's just yeah. regardless of whether what the empirical data says. Everyone has those opinions. Um, so mm -hmm. the real challenge is going to be whether the the real best people, the 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 most, um, well, the real best people are the ones that can look at that the information and be like, no, my deal is is crap, and I can learn from it and, and improve. Um, and all new players start from that position most of the time, right? Like the good ones, who ones to become good, usually start from the position of like, okay, I don't know anything, so let me absorb information, right? Uh, and if you can keep doing that even at a high level, like you're just going to continually improve, right? But um, yeah. uh, I was going somewhere with this, and I kind of lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, uh, we, we all play a game with plastic spaceships. We don't need to be dicks to each other. Well, I mean, there's definitely that, um, and also like 
you know, it's not about, it's not necessarily about your opinions being right, but it's, it's more about like, what, what are we bringing to this community? Like, what are we bringing here that like, can like improve everyone's experience? Right. And sometimes that's, sometimes that's, you know, finding the right answer to the right question. And sometimes it's just like allowing people to explore stuff without judgment. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I, we're, we're getting really preachy now and I don't really know where this is going, but you know, uh there is like there is a lot of like underlying like animosity between certain groups which is like i don't know like a lot of it's historical because i i think i think most people are very decent inside um and like not like this is not like i feel good but like i'm gonna tell like these you know we're all clouds and and rainbows here it's more like i know i've met these people and i know that like inherently they're just trying to have a good time I'm not trying to actually like like vindictively like attack people right yeah. um but because of like the way things have gone over the years you know like resentment builds up over a long period of time and like you know you just get opinions so you know it's a long it's an old game right at this point it's like a, a almost 10 year old game so you know, there's a lot of history there. I'm trying to I'm trying to record some of that history for posterity, um, uh, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's an interesting time. You're also so it's kind of funny because like I would love your perspective on some of this because of the people that I've had on the podcast, you're probably the newest player that we've had, right? Because really? you came in at oh. 2.0 as opposed to um like late 1.0 most people that i've talked to either were like 1.0 starting or they came in around episode 7 right which was like late okay, 1.0 yeah. right like two expansions into mm -hmm. one away from the end of 1.0 right yeah. do you feel about um this long 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 line of history of the game which is like preceded you playing like does it does it do you feel like you like are missing something because you don't hear about that stuff or do you feel like like what do you what are your thoughts I mean, I don't think I was, I mean, game-wise, I don't think I was missing anything from, like, the sure. 1.0 era. I mean, I got a lot of ground to catch up on Paul, so, like, that's pretty much... Sure. I, I mean, like, sure. like if I'm if I'm chasing, like, some of these greats, they have way more history than I do. Like, sure. like Paul, Duncan, Nathan, like, they all just have way more accolades than I do. Sure. Um, so, I mean, like, that's pretty much my only, my only, uh, well, and experience, thing, right? They have more reps than yeah. you do, right? I mean, yeah. Um, I think I'm, I mean, I, I like to think that I'm close to par, maybe, you know, not that far behind them at this mm -hmm. point. Yes. Um, because on online play translates to inline, uh, <laughs> online play translates to in person play. And I'll stand by that point. Playing yeah. online has made me a much better player. Well, I mean, um, I think I think the most of the um, opinions against it are driven from the idea that your perspective or people who who come from on the board play to try to do online play, um, when they go to the board perspective, they realize that, you know, it's not you can't translate those skills over for like to kind of like doing um, d uh, measurements of stuff. Yeah. And like the bases are different and like there's like a so like trying to like do like the which which a lot of players especially like a lot of on the board players believe is like one of the most important skills being able to like they'll see the board state and be like yeah i can fit right mm -hmm. i can that's a real maneuver for me and i don't bump or like hit a rock or something like that um 
And when you and and so they or they might think that like I can fit and then they play online and they realize they don't fit and so they have to pick another move which on the board they know that they could do, right? And then they feel like oh well it can't be the same it can't be better it can't be the same because like I would never do that move in, um, in a in a real game, right? To which yeah. a lot of the time I would say to that something like that like well I mean if you know if the if you would just in the in that equivalent scenario, you would just assume that it was just a little bit closer, so you wouldn't be able to move it anyway. Then you then you would pick that move, right? Like it's not like X Wing is a game of millimeters, and it's also not the most accurate game in the world when it's played on the board, right? So like a lot of that right. stuff is like wishy washy. So I don't think that a lot of that is stock, right? The statistic, the the the, the sorry, the not statistic, but the planning is super important. Like the idea of like strategy and like uh, I would say even especially in two point five where overall list strategy becomes way more important and having reps on like placement and stuff like that is like very very valuable yeah online play is mm -hmm. is super it's I, okay i'm not gonna go as far to say it's like it's like extremely valuable i will say that mm -hmm. it is it is not providing less value to you than playing games on the board right because it's all about right. a lot of that stuff is all about reps right and so whether you're playing mm -hmm. online or in uh, in person it's the same value you're getting every single game and at some point yeah. You get enough of the eye stuff, right? Where you can kind of evaluate distances, where you're not losing any of that value by playing online versus playing uh, on the board. So if you can get to a, a state where you, so maybe for new players, it's better to play on the board, right? Just so you can get the muscle memory of like seeing and moving and stuff like that. But once you have that locked in, I think there's no physical, there's no real difference between online and, and on the board play, right? Um, and mm -hmm. as a tool to get you ready for on the board play for like testing ideas and stuff like that, it's ex extremely helpful, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. I I think really the only difference is like there, like your in person eye and there's your online eye. Yes. But like, like, like you said, just eventually you'll learn to have both, or you know, go back and forth. And it's just the, it's the decision making, it's the practice, it's mm -hmm. going through process it's seeing new things that's what online's about um you know being able to test things before you buy them I, like i've bought ships before because i've tested them online a lot and i'm like all right like i love this combo i'm gonna go buy it in person and then i fly it in person and then it's a lot of fun mm -hmm. um it's just great for um just sort of building that you know palette of what you want to fly and what you want to fly against and then just putting that mm -hmm. against your um you know local squad when you go out there i mean it's a lot of fun like i i absolutely like i would not be in the position that i am now if not for online play right right all right that was a nice little aside from the list building i want to do one more uh as you can absolutely. see i'm i'm putting it together already and it's already it's already in shambles uh for if you're uh if you're playing if you're if you're a rebel player and you're like using the meta then this is the this is actually a bad list but i kind of super dig it um so i was like thinking about resistance y wings and mm -hmm. why people say they're good right mm -hmm. and then i was like well i mean didn't people like obnoxiously hate four u wings because it was just a ton of health yeah and had like tokens like everywhere and could yep. share them and like manage health between them with like the multiple selflesses. Yep. Um, so wouldn't that still be very valuable right now? Um, I think so. Um, 
I, I'm not sure quad you is the way to go. I think that there's a couple different ways that you can move about and get different ships in there. Um, I think that Ahsoka at five is highly underlooked in Rebels and should be considered as a substitute for either Luke or Fenrao in certain cases or being brought alongside them. Um, especially if you want to do something like this, where if you need to have a Ewing stop and rotate and you don't have a way to get them in action, Ahsoka mm -hmm. can then just give them an action. Like mm -hmm. if Benthic needs to do a scenario action um, for the turn, and then Ahsoka needs to go give him the double focus later yeah. in the turn. Okay. So now we're cooking. Um, okay. Let's let's start with this. The triple yep. triple U plus A, right? So we want mm -hmm. we want um to spread the damage. So everyone's getting selfless. Uh selfless is expensive nowadays. Yeah, but it's still really good. And I don't think it stops any of the stuff that we need to make this list work. Um it's always like when damage. When damage you, got K, you can put K2 on Cassian, right? You've got enough points for that? I should. Sure do. You can just do this for shit. to giggles. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so Cassian, Selfless, K2SO. We just put F FCS on there so that it, like, you know, if he ever gets a target lock. Yeah, Actually, I mean, Ahsoka, Ahsoka could give him a lock if he needs it. Yeah, I actually kind of want to... So, do you think Saw is better as a pilot or as a crew? I would not want him on a crew as Ewing. I think he's fine as a pilot. Okay. Which is fine. Because, I mean, the, the passive... I mean, yeah, rerolls are good. Rerolls are good, especially as, like, you start taking damage, right? Um, yeah. He's got a ton of loadout. I love that. Yeah. He's fantastic. We want double focuses for everyone. K2SO giving additional calculates out. We're going to put Jan Ors on here somewhere. Or Jin Orso. I'm sorry. That's what I meant. So there's there's also evades. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 like, I like the focus evade across the board. Yeah. Um... Hey, I heard you like bays, huh? Bays. Bays. I think bays is super interesting because getting the additional um getting the additional focus on saw as well, kind of like rock solid. Mm-hmm. Um so, <laughs> and the idea of like for Benthic to uh to to uh like give the tokens out but then not have selfless so that's the one that you want to shoot but then the other two ships have selfless also like relevant right i i, I like that i i, I think that's yeah. fine um yeah. although i mean if, if you're kind of going for like an arc style feel or it's just a lot of you know health that you're pushing forward i would maybe want to push i i would i would say drop selfless and bays and put leia on saw and just cassian is your one selfless guy yeah um so uh, sorry drop bays for perk up i see it's just so we have more focus yeah um and then from there you can take like contraband or something you would um, take contraband that's just the most obvious choice <laughs> hopeful on benthic i, I ho hopeful benthic's fun hopeful benthic uh, is fun let's boost uh, and then Ahsoka has a lot of different ways that she can get herself out. 
Um, I think we just go standard, like what sh- shattering trick shot. Yeah, shattering trick shot. Um, because uh, no heightened magpuls. Mm, you know that's not terrible. I I like heightened magpuls. Smack uh, pulse at seven. Have, and then you've got points. Because here's the thing, though, is the thing is that with four ships, again, like every ship needs to kind of like hit hard. And Ahsoka yeah. not having a ability to punch, right? Mag pulse is extremely good because it gives a strain, but it's only one damage. Um, and these guys have enough health already that I'm not actually worried about uh, the deplete. So I kind of actually still think Conks is right. Um, yeah, I mean, I get that. Um, I, I mean, you have a, you should have enough defense. Yeah, that's what I mean, right? So, um, trick, trick shattering. Trick just shattering. go for this, like, well, swing I, for the fences. I honestly not shattering, because I actually think you want to keep the hit her force up. Compassion actually might be the call here. Um. Uh. I mean, patience if you want to um, re- recharge when you want. Yeah. Patience. And then just like mini failsafe. Just so you can sort of Ma- throw Predictive shots I unironically really silly. Oh, man. Spend, spending a force before you roll dice is yeah. like, like, oops, I rolled well, all hits anyway. When you roll, So if you need to... Uh, I think we not we don't do the config, but like I really want to, really tempted to. Uh, I think Kong's for trick shot is already like is good enough probably, because you can um you can get the four dice conk, which is like, unironically good, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then sometimes you just get your primary with three dice, and that's also solid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like this. What do you think? Um. It's a little more straightforward. I, I definitely, I, I, I like to see how it sort of uh, positions into the first engage. Yes. Um, this is the challenge, right? Cause, yeah. Because, like, this is... Trying to push forward with that seems fun. Yeah. The, the problem you, with you, you this gotta list... Have a... Yeah, go ahead. No, you, you first. You first. Yeah, yeah I was just going to say, like, this is... Because you have, what, I2, I3, I4, I5? Yeah. So you don't have flexibility in sort of that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's sort of like the arcs where it's like you have to have like uh, sort of an idea of how to get them into the engage, mm-hmm. and then from there they can just sit and spin on Leia. Yeah. Um, you can do some extra stops here and there with contraband, or you can just stop and then have Ahsoka provide you the action for the turn. Yeah. Uh, K2SO also providing free calc, uh, every round. Um. Plus selfless, like this is this seems like a very difficult list to go after and find yes. like the right guy to like yes. go for yes it's literally uh, whoever presents itself but it's still not good right like yeah. technically the answer is cassian right but yeah. cassian's going to be triple triple tokened focus evade focus evade calculate right mm-hmm. um, yeah. we'll take off the stress that he would get in the system phase right and then yeah, like I mean, well, it doesn't work on him, but like you can have him give himself the calc and then do a blue maneuver off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sorry. Yeah, yeah. But like, All yeah. Right. Um, honestly, I would probably give the K two calc up to Benthic. 
because Benthic seems like he's going to be leading the charge. Uh, even though you have selfless, you'll want to give the tokens to the guy that's going to be at range one. Sure. Uh, more likely. Um, yeah. But also, like, Saw with Leia, like, if Leia goes off twice in a game, like, that's a lot of value. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's difficult to go after Ahsoka quickly because if, you know, if, if the Rebel player sees that you're going after Ahsoka, then mm-hmm. they can just chuck an evade over to Ahsoka, and now it's, oh, oh yeah, sorry, Ahsoka has three force and evade and her action. She could just evade again. I just decided that uh, Contraband was um, uh, redundant and just put Rick Cargo shoot on Saw. Rick Cargo for the trick shot, I like. That's pretty funny. Well, and also because, like, the stop turn, right? Yep. Right, and the action is after. So if you're doing it with Leia, you can rotate your ship, Ooh, drop there the recargo shoot on a ship, and then also have the trick shot available. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Oh, I like that a lot. Like usually, tri- recargo shoot's not very good, but in like this case, and since you can do the stop twice, or no, can you do the stop? Yep. You can't. Can you rotate twice? Uh, yes, you can. Because because you flip the you flip the config before you move, the effect happens while your wings are closed. Okay. So yeah, you you can you can keep rotating while you're stopped. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. It's so, it's not like the, it's not like the the gauntlet that when yeah, you yeah. do it you flip. Right, and right, you right. Need to recharge. Yeah. To go back. So like if you decide to not like not want to shoot or you want to shoot someone else with saw, you can like rotate, drop the thing on them, uh, and then next turn rotate back to position or rotate to new position, and then you're like kind of good to go, right? Yeah. Um, uh, between between Leia and Cassian, you will have the ability to keep stopping and keep rotating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you'll you'll be on one agility, so you know you'll see how long you last. But if you can sure. still like focus of aid, yeah, yeah. I, I, maybe I think, you live. Yeah, I mean, I think so. Like the interesting thing here is that like, um, so the interesting here for me is that like this list has the potential to be really good. It will really depend on someone taking the time to figure out the flight paths. And like really mm-hmm. becoming good at that, or someone who already knows how to fly multi large base ships, right? Yep. I unironically, people who already fly triple arcs might already know how to fly this list. Yeah, possibly. Right? Because like the, the real challenge is like figuring out how to keep them in a coordinated like like form and then getting your ace to like flap around, right? Um Yeah. This is a little so, easier like, to fly than this is a little actually a little easier to fly because you don't also have to worry about Padme, because Ahsoka yeah. acts like um kind of acts a little bit like Anakin, because she can like mm-hmm. kind of like you know buzz around and flank right, or she can stay with the group and help right, and then yep. the rest of the U wings kind of they can kind of self self support right, because they're getting tons of tokens, tons of stuff right, and yeah. the the thing is is that like normally with the arc you have to keep moving forward right. But because of the U-wings, yeah. you can just decide, oh, I like this position, I'm just going to stop here. Mm-hmm. Right? So you have actually more flexibility to have more time on target to potentially kill stuff. Yeah, I mean, you don't you don't get the uh, VTG uh, bonus attacks, which helps a lot. Sure. Uh, and you don't have the constant locking that you do, uh, like That's the true. jag and like the, the rerolls with wolves. You just have like, like infinity-focused tokens. But you have... But you have you have two agility congrats yeah you you are now you know leagues above survivability than arcs yeah and you will just keep throwing dice yeah so this is very interesting yeah crispy four 
Okay, we put together four lists in two hours, or not an hour, like an hour and a half, right? Yeah. I think. Oh, let me again for the viewers. Yeah, do you want to run down? Yeah. Yeah. This is so it's four U wings and rebels, Benthic two tubes with hopeful perceptive co-pilot Jin Urso and the, and the uh, config, Cassian Andor selfless FCS K two S O the config, Saw Guerrera perceptive Leia rig cargo shoot the the config. And Ahsoka Tano, patience, trick shot, concussion missiles, right? These are oh, a lot of these are movable around too. These upgrades, right? The core mm -hmm. of the list is essentially you have a ton of tokens. You're sharing them. You're super defensive. You can you can tank like crazy in this list, and it's very hard to punch through. Uh, lar three large base ships means that assault is like not a worry for you. You can basically out ass out assault basically almost any list in the game. Right, um, and you're on par with the arcs, which is like wild, right? Um, and then, and you're actually no, you're better than the arcs because you can stay on the objective for like three turns. They have to move past it eventually. Um, so this is an extremely, I think, versatile list with like a lot of potential. The real challenge will be to figure out how to make it like work from a flying perspective. But if you can figure that out. You have like a really viable option here. Yeah, um, figuring out how to keep them alive once they do start rotating, because once they do go down to one agility, um, then they do pop. So you just need to make sure that your opponent does not have good lines of attack to continually make uh, several mm -hmm. runs on your ships. Yeah, and you need to put yourself into a position where you're not forced to stop and rotate. You could stop. And still have good options and keep your defense up and then rotate after ships move past you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it, like it, it, it's very much a positioning thing. Um, it's once again, it's you know, it looks like uh, three die guns across the board, only four of them. So you really got to hit. Um, mm -hmm. But your strength is not giving up a ship and you will take something out. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like basically, like the attrition, uh, you're trying to attrition, basically, you're trying to set up two rounds of combat. In the first round of combat, you have a ship, and the second round of combat, you kill a ship, and you never lose anything in, in re return, right? Because you just have so much health, so much health damage sharing, so much, so many tokens for defense. Um, so essentially, so it basically be, effectively becomes, you know, uh, if it's twelve dice, the turn twenty-four dice, right? And yes, maybe you don't have mods and all of them, but twenty-four dice should be enough to kill something. And if you don't get, you don't lose anything in response. It's a very, fa very favorable engagement for you. Mm -hmm. all right we did a lot we did a lot today this is yeah. like a this is a bunch of like and so <laughs> the hope is that if you're still listening at this point that you know you can look at what we're doing and kind of um find the fun in the building because all i did was like all we did was i like take an idea right of like a of a kernel of a thought and then kind of like flesh it out and flesh it out by adding the, the things that we want, thinking about what works with it, thinking about like what makes it what makes it tick, and then figuring out a strategy. Basically, we're figuring out the strategy of how to fly the list as we're constructing it, right? Which is also fun, right? I think that's really fun, right? As a list builder, right? As a guy who like goes and like tries to find all sorts of kooky stuff, I have a ton of fun going in here and being like, okay, like what do we want to pull on to make this work? How do we want to like figure this out? And we have a, a pretty good variety of stuff too, right? We have a we have we have a couple of five ship lists, a couple of four ship lists, right? It's not all, um, it's not all, and we were at one point six ship lists where it's not all like you know, 
oh, just one specific thing where we're just trying to like create an archetype, right? I think there's a lot of variability in what we can do to build. Uh, you know, large plus small bases, three large bases, like, you know, everything is like pretty different across the board, right? So I think that there's like a lot of yeah. viability. Now, you know, are these lists competitive viable? I don't know. That's what testing is for. But I don't think it's like fair to say that if you just look at this list on paper uh, and just go like, this is bad. I don't think this is this, that's right. I think that the viability of each of these lists is enough that it requires you to go into testing to determine whether or not they're good. Right. Which is all you want to do in list building. Right. You want to make a list that you think is viable enough for testing because you if you think if you don't do the testing part, you won't know, actually know if anything is good or not. Right. Because um, mm -hmm. even the most viable thing on paper may actually be bad when it comes to the actual um, on the board. OK, um, I feel like you're getting tired. You're burning out um, uh, a little bit. Yeah. It's been a yeah. Uh, it's been a it's been a very good podcast, I think. Um, but we can start to like kill it here, and um, uh, you know we can have you back on to do more list building potentially, like uh, as a reoccurring segment. Maybe we'll see. We'll yeah, see we what the people finish say. Finish off the other faction. Finish off the. We'll see what the people say after they hear the podcast. Do you want to have Crispy and me doing more dumb list building, and even better, potentially like giving ideas to us? And letting us just run with it because that also could be a thing like let's make this work somehow like to just give us the worst combos and see if we can make a competitive list out of it right mm -hmm. um i don't want to do that too much because like that's that's foraying very heavily into what like um gold squadron does right but yeah um if there's like a concept that's really interesting to me i like would that, that, that that'd be really worth exploring right um but i hope again i hope that the what people identify from this um, from this ex exercise that Crispy and I have done is the idea that list building is really interesting right now. Oh, it can still be really interesting, even if you feel like, you know, the point system is not, not your cup of tea and there's a lot of potential to explore within the system. So um, with that, Crispy, you have anything you want to shout out, anything you want to people to know about? Um, you're, you're mentioning about how, like, uh, you know, you're trying to, find the joy in this list building i i will admit that like when 2.5 first started i was not that enthusiastic about the list building mm -hmm. um i you know i mean that was partially i want to say biased because what i was running at the time was entirely killed i was my bread and butter were two ship ace lists mm -hmm. um and so i was just like devastated and suddenly i can't make sacrifices to make you know two indestructible ships and then just have them run around the board um, and I couldn't like make sacrifices here and there. Um, but honestly, like, I don't think it's like, I, I, I don't think it's worse. It's just a different style. You get used to it. There's joys. There's, I, I, it's, I feel like it's more rewarding now to find a good list that you can fly and run, um, out of like the sea of all the point options where it's just like, you know, you found something that's really, really good. Um, when other people would go like, oh, like, you know, why not, like, why do you have this combo when you can just drop it by like one point and just make this whole thing better? You know, everything has its own sort of power level. You can find, you know, where those peaks are. You can find those combos. I, I like this sort of structure, I feel is more rewarding for good mm -hmm. list building, even though it seems limited. Um, I know in first order, like our, um, list op like our lists matrix options are not great because we only have one seven point option and three four and fives mm 
Mm -hmm. um, but it feels really good to find good lists in that small, you know, sort of space. Mm -hmm. um, and then you play them and, you know, it, they, they feel well, they do well. Mm -hmm. um, and it's fun having that own unique thing. Like the meta is going to exist one way or the other. Um, but now you've got options where pilots are pretty much available on all sort of scales. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, some factions obviously have like way better, you know, meta pieces than others, but every faction has pieces that can contest at any given point. Mm -hmm. I want to add one thing before you go into any, any additional things, because like that, that just like opened up kind of another thought to me, which is that um, if you are not a competitive player, this system actually is extremely good for you too, because so you can take a, basically a, a meta list and hot swap out one piece for your favorite fun ship that you want to fly and still be competitive without having to do too much work. Right. And so let's say, Oh, my favorite pilot is, you know, um, wedge Antilles, right? Like, you know, wedge Antilles has been good. Maybe not good. Maybe he's like a little less good right now, but you can slot him in. You can say like, okay, instead of Luke, I want to take wedge, right. And put wedge in there. And then now you're flying your favorite ship, right? And the list, the rest of the list is rock solid. Right. You don't have to worry about changing mm -hmm. a lot of it out. You can just be like, OK, I'm just going to put this one piece in. Now my favorite ship is in my my own personal thing is satisfied. Yes, maybe it's not optimal, but it's like instead of an A instead of an A list, it might be a B plus. And that's still very much winnable. And it, but you're flying the ship that you like to fly. You're flying the ship to your style. And that ultimately, I think, is a better play experience for the individual. Right. So mm -hmm. um, as opposed to like trying to make a list uh, like a list work in like the 2.0 days where you're trying to make a, a list work for your thing but then in order to make it viable you need to like add way too many points and upgrades which means it skews off the whole thing and suddenly like your list becomes completely unviable so you can't bring that pilot ever like that's the that's the challenge it's like yeah like you know maybe there's more flexibility in building like competitive thing and like you can more creativity but it completely removes certain ships from seeing any play ever Right. Even if it, you know, even if it's for fun play, because you sometimes you can't even bring fun lists because they'll just get rolled by like even mediocre lists. Yeah. Any other thoughts? Um, or, I mean, shout outs or things I mean, you want I'm people to know about. like, uh, shout outs. I mean, everyone who sends me crazy lists and says, hey, can you. Uh, can you touch up this? You got any ideas? I have people that like I've never met, I've never played for, uh, I've never mm -hmm. played with, I've never played against. Um, I, I've had zero interaction with them at all, and I've just had them DM me and say, "Hey, I'm going to a store champ in a month. What do you think about this list?" And I absolutely love it. Um, mm -hmm. so just shout out to anyone who has just randomly DM'd me, uh, looking for list advice because I I absolutely dig that. <laughs> Well, hopefully after this podcast, more people will be excited to do so. Um, that's going to be it for today. Uh, we are coming at the 2.30 mark. So you are now the officially, as of this for recording, the second longest podcast, I think, that we have. Uh, let me... Oh, that's going to be bad for the audience. Uh, let me just double check that. Um, well, I'll double check that after the podcast. But anyways... This has been this has been off meta. Thank you again. Um, stay safe out there. Play good X Wing. Be nice to each other, uh, and uh, have a good night, guys.